0: Turn
1: on the Jets Film Room. Starring Joe Blewett. We over-pursues
0: needs to dive at the ankles, which he does sometimes too much. Providing you comprehensive film study on the New York Jets. Howell sees that the playside gaps are clogged up. That was a really impressive play right there. That's, that's like a little stuff you see on film. Turn on the Jets Film Room is now in session. And welcome to the fourth edition of Turn on the Jets Film Room. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe on YouTube at T- uh, Turn on the Jets TV. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes at TOJ Film Room or TOJ Space Film Space Room. Uh, for today's episode, we are freaking pumped. I know I'm pumped because, you know, the secondary is my you know favorite position to review and watch, uh, you know, on the entire uh, field. And we are joined by Eric McMillan, who is 19... 19- 88 defensive rookie of the year, two-time Pro Bowl safety for the Jets. Uh, had a really good Jets career. All-American in college when he played at Missouri. Uh, maybe a future, you know, NFL coach. I'm hearing some some buzz around the uh, the parts that you might try to get into some of that, which would be fantastic. Uh, and a quote I got about you, Eric, before I you know jumped jumped on with you, and even you know before I contacted you, was that you quote live you live to watch film and you have no time for bullshit. So you are my type of dude. I, I love that. Um, and I'm really excited that you're joining us. And I had the opportunity to break down film with a, you know, defensive rookie of the year and a Pro Bowler. So,
1: well, thank you, man. you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, look forward to uh, working with. You.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be, um, like I said, it's going to be a fun show. And I actually have a play uh, of you that I, you know, found on YouTube. So let's uh, let's let's look at a play of, of Eric that that we uh, that we were able to dig up here. And obviously, the video quality is a little bit different from what it is now. We actually see at, he, he's on the edge right here with his three-point stance, which is pretty interesting for, for a DB. But you see some nice bursts off the line. You get a sack on Dan Marino there, strip sack, actually. So uh, take me through this play.
1: Wow. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, you got this off of what? Off of YouTube. Found you on YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy,
0: man. I believe this is 19, nine, 1988 uh, Week 9 against the Dolphins. I found this, and then something else I, I I found about this play, and I was interested to hear your your thoughts on what was up with this uh, little dance. Was this was this like a jab to the body, uppercut to finish it type of deal, or was just like like what was this? Critique your dancing right here.
1: Man, I'm just, just jubilant just because I was able to, you know, <laughs> come up there and, and I'm I'm living my dream, man. It's like these are dreams come true, you know. And uh, I'm just I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm just them. That's
0: all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. I was a little bit young there. I was, uh, I was negative five years old. I was born in '93, <laughs> so I
1: wasn't, I wasn't even
0: alive to uh, to see that. But obviously, like I said, yeah. to be able to break down some film with a uh, pro Bowl, or There's, there's literally nothing better um, that I'm able to do. You know, I'm really excited. Like I said, to have you on. So yeah. let's get into let's get into some of the film, and I guess just overall, obviously, you know, are are you still a Jets fan? Do you still watch all of the Jets games?
1: Yeah man. See this right here? Hey, I'll yeah, do right yeah. I got everything. I got I'm I am a New York Jet to the day I got some green, man, all day long.
0: Awesome. So what do you think, um, just overall about the secondary before we jump into some film? You know, obviously some young pieces coming to the defense, you know, first two draft picks last year were some young, exciting safeties, Tremaine Johnson, uh, Morris Claiborne. So just overall, give me your thoughts on the Jets uh, Jet secondary.
1: Well, they're young. They re- it seems like they're rebuilding. Uh, they have got some youth there, and these guys are, uh, you know, they're 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 very uh, aggressive player, and um, they just need, you know, a little bit of coaching here, you know, to tweak some things and tune up some things and get them dialed dialed in more so to the pro style game and speed of it and everything. And um, you know, I think the future is looking bright. I mean, I think the future can almost be here right now. Yeah. You know, they just, uh, you know, put their mind put their mind on the business and 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 take care of their angles and wrap up tackles, things like that.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's talk about the first guy. We're going to uh, do a little bit of corner first, then we'll get into some safety with Jamal Adams and Marcus May. I'm going to try to do the higher up, more known players first, and then kind of trickle down to the lesser known players. But we'll do corner first. So we'll talk about uh, Tremaine Johnson, 6'2", 213, 28 years old, signed a five-year, $72.5 million contract, which is – I know a lot different, more different than uh, when you were playing uh, for Chump Change compared with what they're playing or you know playing for nowadays. Uh, averages out to 15.5 million dollars a year, 45 guaranteed. So it's basically like a, you know like a three-year contract. Um, you know, realistically, they could cut him after three years. So uh, overall thoughts on Tremaine Johnson, and then we'll we'll get into some of the film. Did you like the signing?
1: Hey, I'm glad he's there, man. What can I say about him? Uh, I need to, I need to watch him play, man. I've been really uh... I really haven't watched him that much. So I've been kind of focusing on the safety a little bit. So yeah. I need to see what he does and see, you know, how he responds and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, obviously you're a busy dude. When we, when we talked a couple of weeks ago trying to set up a time, you have like, you know, 14 different things you're doing and coaching this and doing that job. And so yeah. I know you're a really busy, busy guy. So, uh, like I said, we appreciate you, you joining us. And on this play here, it's, it's a zone look uh cover three at least from what i see you can tell you know he's not following a guy in any um you know type of man coverage and one of his strengths i think are strength and i think he's a very effective corner in both press man i think he's effective in off man i think he's a pre- impressive in, in catch man which i don't i'm not a big fan of catch man coverage i don't know if you guys call that's something different when you played but basically just playing two to five, four yards off i don't really like it because uh just in my opinion you know i, I rather have a guy you know, if he, if he's going to play off, play off, if he's going to play on play on, but when you're in that two to four yard range, you don't really have time to read the quarterback and read his, you know, take your read steps. But, um, regardless, um, I, I do think he's good in that coverage. And I think on this play, what I, what I brought up was his fluidity in his hips. Like I said, it's a, it's, it's a cover three look. He's he's using this shuffle technique and the tight end breaks out on, a, on an out route. And I think he has some nice fluidity one to just take that one hard plant to be able to flip his hips and get in good position to, uh, to play this ball well. And another thing about that I personally think is good about this play, something that I've picked up from, you know, coaching clinics and watching YouTube videos is, I also like how he's taking that, that outside, outside arm and he has yeah. his inside arm still on the, on, the, um, on the tight end. And another good thing about it is, too, that he's, stab, he's stabbing through the ball here where he's playing. He's extending his arm where he's not swiping down at the ball. Um, but, Eric, what do you think about this play?
1: Yeah, go back to the very again. The reason why – right there. Stop between the Braves when they line up. The reason he's lined up there is because he's there for run support. Um, just in case if they run that ball in the uh, in the speed gap over here inside that tight end, I mean, he's got – he's required to either fill – either that defensive end is got contained and this corner would be filling or this defensive end would fill it if they ran the ball just to this way. In the corner where the team so he's up there for run support. Um, he's a primary pass defender, but yeah. secondary run support. I mean, he's like a linebacker right now. There's nobody outside of that tight end, so he's got to be off at least four to six yards off the line of scrimmage, maybe one to two yards outside of that that end man. So that's standard football all across the board. I mean, we do that in high school, you know, even where I, you know where I'm coaching. So that's a standard position to be in. Uh, he can play man from there. He can play zone. Uh, yeah. And then if you let it roll, go to the point where you were talking about, where he had him hooked, and he was sticking his arm out. You know, he's he's got good vision. He's looking back. I mean, he's he's ahead of he's ahead of the tight end. He can see that wheel route coming too. But the reason why he's hooking him with one arm, with that left arm, is because he knows that if he doesn't touch this ball or deflect this ball or He's not trying to catch it. He just wants to deflect it and not let this uh, offensive player catch it. He's hooking him with the left arm to help buy him some insurance that he can make the tackle by just swinging his right arm over to the man, over to the man, and holding on until you know helps him get there, or maybe he can possibly pull him down himself. Uh, that's a that's great technique. That's a smart technique. Uh, he's in a, he's in a good position, even if that wheel route. This guy at the bottom, outside by the sideline, yeah. can't blazing down the sideline. Uh he's possibly in a position to uh come off that tight end and play the deep deep fade route. But uh once again, he's in a great position. He can see right past the shoulder of the tight end through to the quarterback and he sees the quarterback throwing the ball. So he knows the ball's in the air. He's got the uh he's calculated the trajectory of the ball. He knows it's not a fade route he's coming to the guy that he's on. So he's gotta be there to make the play.
0: Yeah, and you and you point out that he's playing so close to the, to the you know to the box here too, because there's no you know the number one threat on that side of the field is not outside too. So he could he could cheat up a little bit there, and, and he's really good at, at tackling too. And we'll get into that. And you make a good you know great point too with that outside arm because if he if he misses the ball here, the tight end is able to make the catch. He has that ball. I mean, he has that arm to make that tackle. Where if you are going to attack the ball with that outside arm, you don't have that arm on the tight end or the receiver. They could run up field. You can't make the tackle, and that's what also from what I learned is it's important with that that inside arm that you're going up with to like I said, outstretch it like that because if he does catch it, you could still wrap. Where if you were to okay. where if you were to swipe, you can't you can't wrap up. That arm is basically out of play. So it's a it's a it's a nice play from him. Like I said, strength. I think he's also um, another play I'm going to bring up is is his strength, um, basically just on screens and. People overlook that with, with corners, too. Uh, and defensive backs in general, their, their ability to play the run here, and you see him on the bottom of the screen right here. Um, and, it's, again, it's another, it's another smart play. It looks like he's, he's in man, but regardless, he cheats up when, the, when, the, uh, when Landry, you know, comes in motion to a tighter set right there. And he's reading the quarterback here. And as soon as the quarterback, you know, turns and gets his shoulder um, pointed towards Landry, he has the idea, obviously, in that quick drop right there that he's going to throw the ball to Landry on that screen. I go what like a smoke on a smoke route and he attacks it aggressively and, and he makes a tackle here. So that's I think it's an overlooked thing with corners or ability to tackles and, and he really uh, plays a screen game well here and he does it consistently.
1: Yeah, he did a great job on that. And you know you know, one thing maybe, you know, forecasters or announcers or especially fans, they overlook is that these, these these are highly trained athletes that are out here. You know, this guy Johnson, you know, as well as his uh, inside uh, defensive back and safety back there, they know what the play is because teams have tendencies. And we, we study film and we, we look at it and we say, okay, when the guy lines up out wide like this and comes inside by, you know, the number two receiver, they have tendency of maybe two or three, maybe, maybe four different variations of routes. Yeah. You kind of know what's going to happen once they get in tight like that, and you play the tendencies. You see that guy, you know, stacking back behind the number two receiver. I mean, it's a bubble screen. They they already know what time it is, and, as well as the uh the number two defensive back. He's coming up and playing the number one guy, that the number one receiver as well. He's not even thinking about the number two guy. So I mean, that was it. Looks like they would they were well dialed in on that play, and uh, and he made and and James Johnson made a great play, great play, great pass. Yeah, and it's,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy too. when you start reading books, and you see, you know, like you said, fans and you know broadcasters, they just see what's happening on the field, and they kind of just evaluate it from there. But you start to read books, and it's crazy how much information you guys got um, in the film room. You know, second and seven out of this out of this set with two receivers to this side. You know, three by one gun. They run this play this many percent of the times. It's like it's crazy how how much detail there is. Obviously, there's a lot more than that. It's like a loose. Um, example of it but the, the detail that you guys had to understand going into every game about every opponent watching hours of film uh, was, was honest it's, it's crazy so yeah,
1: down in distance kind of you know it narrows the game down you just got to file it in your head Say, Okay, okay second and seven the second and seven or more they have these tendencies if they're second and seven or less yeah. they have these particular tendencies to play for variations that they like to run and you just got to store it in your brain mm-hmm. you make know, and uh you
0: know, credit. Yeah, and this is, so this is another play, and i I I've listed one of his strengths as acceleration here, uh, especially for a guy who's like 6'2", I think, at 213. I think he has really good body control, really good acceleration. Um, and he's dropping back here in in man, and Evans runs a uh, in kind of like a speed cut there. He's not really breaking down too much because he has that room uh, because Tremaine Johnson's playing off here. But you see Tremaine Johnson – he reacts to the route before he even really gets into his break. And I don't know if that's, you know, based on seeing that, that inf- inside foot is turned in to make that to make that break. Um, if the, he sees the, you know, the, uh, the hips drop, if he sees whatever, the, the, maybe the body coming up, but he, he breaks on it really quickly. Um, and he makes the, uh, the pass deflection here. So I, I kind of peg this as an acceleration play and just a smart play.
1: Oh, yeah. Very smart, very intelligent play. Uh, He's he, he dialed in to the receiver's body movement. We know that when the receiver comes off the uh, line of screens, comes up field, and he starts to gather the feet, he's about to make a cut. Uh, based on the tendencies once again, this looks like a different team than from the last, last play. Uh, this particular team has tendencies to run those big routes as we call them. And, uh, you know, he came up by, looks like seven yards, seven or eight yards and, you know, his, his out, his outside hip, came right towards the defensive back, so he knew that he was going to make a left turn. So, did he to the reception point.
0: Yeah, and with this cut, like, there's so many different, like, term- there's so much different terminology between, like, like cutting and all that stuff. But for, for me, like, the cut that Evans takes, it's uh, it's a speed drop break point where basically that, that inside foot, you're going to drop, which he drops right there. You're going to turn your foot, you know, inside to let allow your hips to, to open up in, inside. Then with that with that outside foot, that's that you know have that aggressive break off of that outside foot, and then that next step is the drive step. We're gonna drive, and then that la- that outside foot again is going to get online. So called a, a speed drop break point, um, break at least to me. But there's like it's just crazy how much detail there is in an NFL game. That's what I've learned over the last couple of years watching film. Like the other day, I was just reading up on a on a palm coverage. I don't know if if you called it something different when you played, Eric. Um, but basically it's where the safety and the corner are reading the number two it, it could be in, in a three to one set or, or just a two by two or you know just a two receiver set to one side of the field but basically the, the corner and the safety are reading the number two where if that number two cuts outside the corner on the outside is going to squat a little bit allow the safety to play over top of the number one and he's going to jump the number two on the out route if that number two plays uh his route vertically it's basically turns into quarters uh, coverage and if that number two uh receiver cuts inside the the uh, safety is able to aggressively play the number one so i don't know if you guys called that something different when you played but just so much there's so much detail it's, it's seriously the most interesting game in the world because it's a chess game where you see guys who are 240 pounds lighting each other up uh it's the best drama tv uh really out there it's it's fantastic i love it
1: yeah i mean um uh, you know palms We never we didn't use the term palms you know back in my era uh okay. it's number two we used we use the term, we say kind of, we say read, we call it read. We call it read defense now. I mean, you know, the team that I coach now, we, we, play, we play palm, but we call it read. Okay. So it depends on what era of a guy you're from, yeah. and, you know, what kind of language you use, but I mean, it's all the same So You just got to learn the language. That's
0: right. Yeah, that's why a lot, you hear a lot of players when they go to new teams, they just say that the, the terminology and the language is different, but they have, share a lot of similar concepts, so. Uh, yeah, it depends on who you learn from, where you learn from. But, yeah, Palms or whatever you guys called it. But another play um, from him and, you know, listening to a couple of those other strengths, aggressive in the run game, consistent tackler. And in this play, you, you see him take his read steps. When you're playing when you're playing off, he's playing almost 10 yards off. So he's playing, you know, nine, eight yards off. And you, and you see him watch Petty here who's, you know, it's Price Petty, so he's not the greatest quarterback in the world, as you know. Um, but he takes his read steps, and it looks like as soon as Petty – uh, you know, goes to load up this ball. He's driving right on this on this ball on this hitch right here and actually should have been an interception if, if Petty was on target here, but um, he, he wasn't. So this is another good example of just awareness and, and you know, playing smart, taking your read steps.
1: Yeah. Um, the, reason, the reason why you slow, kind of slow playing it for the first three steps is because he's reading the quarterback. He, he's got a. I I mean, if it's a foot race to the, to the goal line, he's got a 10-yard head start. So, yep. if you're a defensive back that you feel like you have, you know, great speed, you get a 10-yard head start, you're very comfortable, okay? So, you're not worried about getting deep. Feet. You just want to keep your eyes on the quarterback, uh, peripheral vision. Use your peripheral vision to see the receiver. And if the quarterback's looking your way and he's throwing the ball right, like he catches the ball, he gets the ball gets tight for him, he catches it. One, yeah. two, three. He turns, he's going to let it go. Drive on, that, drive on that receiver. Get to the receiver first. You get to the receiver before the ball gets there. Go for the ball. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like a great play. Uh, the ball looks a little bit high, though. I don't know if he could have intercepted it. Looks like it's slightly above his head. Yeah. And he's got his arms. Yeah, he's, I think uh, Johnson's buying himself a little insurance here by uh, cooking, uh Is that Brandon Marshall?
0: Yeah, it's Brandon Martin. I broke down the 2016 film from him because I know he's a little bit injured in 2017.
1: So, yeah, so he, he hooked him by the arm to buy him a little insurance just in case he didn't get to that ball. then Brandon would not going anywhere if he did get so, uh, yeah. it. Uh, so, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good sneaky technique there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 just it's smart too to hook that arm. A lot of times you see on vertical routes where we see or uh, cornerbacks will kind of place their arm over the inside arm of the, uh, the receiver to, you know, allow the uh, receiver only to go up with one arm. So it's little stuff you notice like that, and it's, it's impressive too. And do you teach your guys the same thing uh, with read steps, the, the three-step drop? If it's a three-step drop break, if it's yeah, five yeah, you to you seven, gotta, then you backpedal?
1: Yeah, you got to clear it. And if you notice, the corner is slightly inside of uh, that receiver, inside of Brandon Marshall. In yeah. the event that Brandon Marshall ran, came up, 2 steps and planted on their third step for a quick plant. Uh, the the corner is in an inside position where he did run a slant. He would he would be almost in the position where the receiver's coming directly towards the corner. So that's why you line up inside. So he he, he he's smart. He knows what he's doing. He looks like he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh he's <laughs> yeah. very intuitive.
0: Yeah, and uh, that playing that inside leverage also usually tips off. Uh, you know, probably it, but most likely that look. I forget exactly what it was. I've breaking. I've broken down just thousands of hours of film to just prepare for this show um prepare for other shows but usually when you're playing with inside leverage that's usually a cover one book but there's obviously different things that can happen on different plays you know inside leverage with a cover three look you never really know um there's so many different changes to a game that they can make and this is another play where you're talking about his smarts and i think that's like one of his um things that he's just he's he's really he's a really smart player here and you and you see him know this like shuffle technique here where he has his eyes on the quarterback but also with the receiver and his peripherals and he breaks on that he basically this is when you you hear the term oh he runs the receiver's route for him he's pretty much doing that here they they look like they're almost he's exactly mirroring him at the
1: exact same time you call it stride for stride he's he's right in with right in rhythm yep yeah
0: it's because he's seeing cam newton load up right there as he has his eyes um you know, on the re- on the receiver, I think is I think 17 on the Panthers is Devin Funches. So another smart play from him here.
1: Yep, great play. Um, like you said, man, he's trying to try with him, and uh, you know, you just got to get close enough to him to deflect the ball, affect affect the pass pattern.
0: You know? Yeah, I'm gonna bring up one more play of his strengths, then we'll move on to some of his weaknesses because he does have some some weaknesses as well. He's not you know necessarily the perfect corner, and that's why. Um, you know, maybe he was let go by the Rams. I I would put him somewhere in like that 10 to 15 range. There are obviously some guys like, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, who's a phenom who, or who I think are a little bit better than him, but, uh, overall, I think he's still a really good corner. Um, he does also a really good job of squeezing wide receivers to the sideline, which is really, really important. That's a football one-on-one squeezing receiver to the sideline, rarely gets beat deep size. And the last, um, the last one to bring up, you see the example of, you know, him using a shuffle technique. Uh, you know, instead of the back pedal. So he's extremely aware of the, of the quarterback and you see it here as he, as he's doing that shuffle technique again, where he's, it's not a full back pedal, um, but he's not turning and running either. At least I would call it a shuffle technique. Again, has his eyes on the quarterback, has his eyes on the receiver too, in the peripherals. And you can see it here where he, he sees that the quarterback is probably loading up here and he almost wants to break in early, but the receiver's not breaking in yet. So maybe he hesitates a little bit, but then he confirms it as he sees the receiver is breaking in um, cool.
1: They so, probably had two, two different routes they run out of that formation and down in distance where the receiver probably break, make a break at eight yards, or he might make the break at 11 or 12 yards. So, he was kind of preparing himself to, hey, is this the eight yard break? I'm ready to break. And, oh, wait, you're still coming. Let me, let me take a few more steps, kind of thing. And, uh,
0: and he plays the ball well here, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 He's all over man. It's a matter of who wants it most and can he get his hand in there to deflect it. But, yeah, that's pretty
0: good, man. Awesome. Yeah. So, going into some of the, some of the weaknesses, and like I said, I'm just highlighting the main, um, you know, weaknesses of, of Tremaine Johnson's game just because, you know, we have you for right about two hours, so I can't break down Tremaine Johnson, I'm sure we could for, for four hours because um, we have some other guys to get to. Obviously, there's a lot of players um, in the secondary. Now, one of the problems, and he's at the top of the screen here, one of the things that I see with him uh, personally, I think he is one of those receivers who's a bend and break type of guy um, where he opens up and runs a little bit too soon here um, where, the, where the receiver has a, still a lot of room. This is third and eight too. So you want to know you're down and distance. So obviously they're going to want to, uh, you know, for the most part they're going to want to run a, a route a little bit past the, the sticks to get that first down. So I think, I think on this play on the top, he opens up to run a little bit earlier where he's not really pressing the the uh, receiver and he gives himself too much room. Now it's not completed because it's because there's some pressure and the quarterback gets hit and he's not able to fully step through. That's a pretty bad throwing motion actually. It's like a windmill. Um, so it's not completed, but he should have been beat here. So,
1: Well, <clears throat> there's a thing called a cushion and that cushion, go back to the uh, where, they, where, they, where they line up to the line of scrimmage. That space between where the corner is and where that receiver is, that's a cushion. And when he feels when the defensive back feels that that cushion is being closed down, which means the receiver's getting closer to him, uh, but you gotta get in a position where you can open your hips so you can be prepared to run full speed. Because so the receiver's already got, you know, four or five yards, you know, maybe six yard head start uh, at running full speed. And then this guy's in the back pedal, so you gotta get, you gotta open your hips and get ready to go. Um, you know, I don't, you know,
0: yeah you can't
1: can't really tell a DB to say hey you know he's opening up too soon or he's opening up you know a little early it depends on the individual and when they feel threatened that's when they're going to open their hips and uh, I guess he just he's buying himself some insurance that you know this guy's going 15 20 yards he's going deep I'm not getting deep deep so I'm going to go ahead and open up
0: yeah yeah I got you um so, and, and that's why he's a safe, he is a safe corner. See, so he, he does open his hips um, to, to run vertically. You, you, I think there was only two or three plays this year, or i sorry, 2016, that I saw him get beat deep. Um, one was for a touchdown, I believe. And then two other times where the ball wasn't thrown. Um, but on this play, and I don't know what your, um, I think this is, okay. So this, he's actually on the bottom. Yeah, he's on the bottom of the screen here. And again, so I, and like you said, I guess it's it's all about when you feel threatened. But just take me through this play here because he now he like he's not shuffling, but he completely opens up to run vertically here. Back uh, to the beginning again. Is there a safety in
1: the middle? There's no safety in the middle. There?
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, there's a safety in the. So it's a, it's it's uh middle of field closed. So it's either you know the one uh, cover one or cover three.
1: Is there a safety behind the behind your? Oh yeah, okay, I see him now. Okay, he's he he getting behind you quickly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh. So, so I think it's it looks like. It looks like a cover it looks like a cover one just because of the leverage of the of the corners um now I don't know if these are like two like hole defenders here I don't, I don't know what you call them but hole defenders um, they're kind of playing that in that hook zone that the intermediate hook underneath
1: zone cover, they get underneath cover.
0: yeah yeah so but he opens up here and then the uh the receiver I think that's let Robert woods when he was on the bills in two thousand and sixteen but he makes a pretty nice cut uh and because you know Johnson doesn't get his hands on him. He's not really able to feel that cut or able to match it physically. So he kind of he has to really break hard and he puts his arm out there and he actually he actually falls down here. So he got he got beat here. So take me through this, bud.
1: Well, looking at the player and, and since he you know opened his hips early, now there's no there was no threat to his cushion, not none whatsoever. He opened his hips right away, and I think what he's trying to do is. Psychologically, if I'm gonna play man-to-man, I'd rather keep my man over here on this side of the field and not allow him to go to the inside. Mm-hmm. Which means I don't want him to cross over those numbers for, for two reasons. Number one, well, for me when I played and I played corner, I don't want to chase guys all the way across the field. Yeah. So I'd rather keep them. you know they have they're at more of an advantage running across the field, which puts me in a frail position naturally because of, because of the angle that we're crossing the field. My my perception is, or the corner's perception is, I'm playing man. I'd rather keep him in this area between the numbers and the sideline. That that way, this receiver has less real estate to work with. The corner, yeah. the quarterback has less real estate to throw the ball in, and I have less real estate to cover if I need to chase him around the right field. So I think he was just trying to open his hips and say, I'm gonna keep this guy right over here, and I'm gonna deal with him right over here.
0: Yeah, and um, especially with with cover one too, which I, that did look like cover one because you don't really have inside help. Where if it is a zone look, you know you can cheat a little bit outside because you can you can press him inside and then he's cutting into different zones, whether it be the safety or the hook zones of the linebackers. So cover one, like cover one, you're on man, You do have to be a little bit more safe. But, but and then the next play, um, is and and this I don't know if you agree with me on this on this one, but so my fault in men and obviously you know a ton more than me you played in the nfl you were coached up but i uh, you know i've been i've been really training myself the last 2 years to watch film and uh, when you're on men you want to stick on your man and not look back into the into the, the backfield um, because you're losing that man even if he does have hands on him here he's he's reaching a little bit for him so he's not too tight to him where where they're hip on hip um, but he's on the bottom of the screen here and he, and he play, you know he plays it pretty well like it's a, it's not an aggressive press it's like a soft, more of like a, sh- a soft shoe technique here Gets his hands on or gets his hands on him a little bit is matching him pretty well, but I think the problem with this play is as he reaches out, he's looking back into the backfield right there, or at least it seems like it to me. And then as the receiver cuts back outside on the corner route, um, he's he, he's not seeing that with his eyes, so he's a split second late, uh, split second you know late to react to it. Uh, and he gets, you know, he gets beat here on the on the corner here, where it's you know it's only two three yards, but two three yards in the NFL, as you know, is, is a big enough window to hit that. So
1: if you're not close enough to touch, you it's beat. Go back to the very go yeah. Go back to the very beginning. Let me look at this top corner right here. Okay, now okay. Freeze at the very beginning. Go back to the, but okay. Freeze right there. The corner up top is inside technique on that wide receiver. Yeah. Johnson at the bottom is not inside. He's outside. That's the state number one. That's why the receiver took an inside release. That's putting him in a bad position. And then you compound it by looking in the backfield. When you look in the backfield and you're covering a guy Mm one-on-one in the position that you are, you're still moving full speed. When you're looking, you turn your head. You're going to slow down. You're going to lose some miles per hour. So, you know, they try to put his hands on him, and then he gets his hands slapped down. And then both of them lose inside leverage, you know, and then the guy's running the corner route or he's running a, what they call, well, you could call that a sail route, but he's moving back outside to an open area. Yeah. Away, yeah, Away from the safety.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and I, and I agree with you. That's, you know, just the, like I said, the little stuff you pick up on a film is just. He's
1: outside, technique. he's outside technique on alignment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you don't like his alignment right from, right no. from the jump right there. Um, and I thought, and I also think for another one of his weaknesses, I think he plays a little bit uh, too high where, you know, I know like a lot of coaches teach low to lower, you know, don't, don't pop up at the snaps. I think he plays a little bit high at times, but this, this play, and again, it's, it's being a little bit, a little bit safe here where, like you said before, it depends on how how you, how you're feeling here, but he's on the bottom of the screen here and it looks like another, I think they they play cover one a lot. Um, yeah i would i would say it's, i would say it's cover one just because you're sending what one two three four five what six defenders so um cover one again at least in to my eyes and again he's- he's given a lot of room here it's 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 ten yards um and that is a huge cushion here so any backward breaking route or outward breaking route or you know intermediate inward cut is is uh is gonna beat him here for the most part so like, again he gets beat here
1: yeah he's uh he almost looks like look like he's head up. Now he's slightly inside. Yeah, I, I would say slightly I,
0: inside.
1: I get him slightly inside on this one. Yeah. But let it go. You know, if, you, if you're playing inside technique, you kind of want to backpedal. He backpedal straight back. So the guy was able to even, the driver's team was able to even up on you. And they're taught to do that. Ah, but that's not true, though. I see him still inside the numbers. You see him to running straight up the numbers on the inside of the numbers. So he yeah. wasn't he was more inside than he should have been. He just he just didn't break 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 on time. Um he's probably got his eyes in the backfield, you know, longer than he should have. I mean when you play man, look at the man. Yeah as close to him as you can because if you're not close enough to touch him, he's not covered.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, like you said, after those read steps too, after those read steps, your eyes are locked on that on that receiver. I think like the only time where I see a lot of you know uh, the cornerbacks looking back into the backfield is on like vertical routes that they have them uh, you know, uh, you know squeeze to the sidelines where you have your both your hands on you could you maybe could cheat back a little bit so you got both hands on them and you got your your squeeze to the sidelines the sidelines like a second defender right. um, but you know uh, when you're in the open field like that when you're a man keep your eyes you know on on, on that man play through the ball if you have to uh, you know make up your ground now if you're if you're hip and hip. And you got you got hands on, him, yeah. Maybe you could look back, but yeah, you
1: could look back. You know, you take a take a peek then, but uh, you're not close, you're not supposed to touch him. I can't say that enough. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you're 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 a fan, you know, just like a fan, a guy sitting in the stands. You're gonna watch the play happen right in front of you.
0: Yeah. So, and this is a play too where he's he's creeping up towards a line of scrimmage. I, one thing I like about his game is he he changes it up where he plays he plays aggressive press, he plays soft shoe, he plays off, he plays catch man. And he's screaming towards a lot of scrimmage here, which you know, unfortunately, I think it leads to him not being able to get set. So he's playing really high right there. Obviously, if you just tell how, how straight up he is for the most part. Um, so that's that's problem number one. And then another thing about his game too is where I, I know most coaches, I'm 100 or 99% sure most coaches teach you know have your eyes on the hips because the head fakes can fake you out a lot. So it looks like to me that that his head or his eyes are high here, and you can see him really re- react to that to that stab outside from from Evans and that head fake outside where he. he goes to jump outside, which gives Evans the easy easy route inside here, and he and he just runs a slant and uh, and he gets beat again here. So,
1: yeah, yeah, he's, he's not ready, man. You know, he's walking down into a, into a press, and that's, that's kind of tough to do, man. I think you'd be better off just sitting right there on the, on the zero of the thirty yard line, be slightly inside, and, and, and wait for him to come to him. Uh, I mean, a jam. When you jamming guys, jam right at the line of scrimmage is, is you'll have the same effect even if you you you've got hands on them two or three yards downfield. You know, pro football's got that five yard uh, window of opportunity to put hands on people, but I mean if you're if you ain't ready, man, you know, you got you got to be you gotta be inside, you got to, your knees gotta be bent before the snap because the first thing that happens in order for you to move, you gotta bend his knees Well, this receiver already took two steps forward. By the time he bent his knees, one, two, he's got two steps, and his Johnson's knees just started to bend. So, yeah, he, you're right. He's a little bit high. He's playing,
0: he's playing on his heels a little bit, too, here. He's like almost like sitting in a chair, too. So you're off balance right from the snap right there. It's not going to put you in the most advantageous
1: position to, to win. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, shit, they just snapped the ball. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So moving on to the next guy. Morris Claiborne, they, they re-signed him for $7 million. He played pretty well last year, especially towards the beginning, struggled a little bit more as the season went on. 5'11", 188, 33-inch arms. That's the trend among Jets' uh, corners for the most part, of that they really you know, they like guys with long arms. Uh, played 15 games last year, but that's not the norm for him. Um, one of the strengths, like I said, is that arm length. Um, overall, I, I know you said you, you weren't able to break down a ton of film. I know you watched a lot of games. Just like, What are your overall impressions of, of uh, Claiborne last year?
1: Playboy's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, good enough to play pro football. You know, I'd like to see him make more plays. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, you think the opportunities are there. Um, just, you know, the opportunities were not see.
0: Yeah, I'm going to bring up a play here of, uh, of a, like I said, I'm going to bring up the, the um, you know, the strengths first. And he's on the top of the screen here. I wish I had, like, more, like, film, you know, especially at practices where they break down the one on one, so you really see it. Mm-hmm. um but you know this is this is the best i can get from from nfl.com here but this is like what it calls like strike and get back to balance type of press where you're striking and he, and he's going to bring his foot back to get back to balance but again you see, you see those really long arms right there he's able to utilize them strong press where he's really he's throwing this receiver, this receiver off which is Brandon Cooks he, he basically stuns him here um and then he's able to to quickly flip his hips and and get a, uh, get in on that what's called a slant route so strong press there from from Claiborne.
1: yeah that that's that's pretty. That's pretty hard to do right there. You got your you got your hips open to the opposite direction where you have to uh, react to. That's pretty hard to do, and and have success with it. Um,
0: yeah, he yeah.
1: Great stab jam. stabbed him. Open his hips and cover them. He's close enough to touch him too. He's right there, man.
0: I think another thing that's good too on this play, like a, like a really minuscule thing, is that he's playing that upfield shoulder too. He's not playing. He's not playing the the closer shoulder right there yeah so could you could you explain that Eric to like the fans who they don't really know like what's the importance of playing the upfield shoulder um, on, on this plan on you know a lot of a lot of different routes
1: okay the upfield shoulder is the shoulder that, that that's closer to the defensive back um, a lot of DBs would come they would pause for a brief second and try to come underneath the wide receiver to deflect the ball you stand on top um because the, the reception point is in front of the receiver. Quarterbacks throw the ball where the receiver is going, not where he is. Yep. So if you stay on the upfield shoulder, he can just, if he, and he's right there, he can just reach stick his hand in there and just knock the ball down before he even gets to the receiver. So it's, it's the optimal place to be on a slant route like that. You never want to be underneath the slant route. Um, because, yep. you know, who knows, you've got, you've got a Dan Marino or uh, some of these other great quarterbacks that can thread the needle, so to speak, you might not come on a winning end of that thing.
0: Yeah, when you're on that upfield shoulder, you have you're in position to to play the ball and play the receiver. When you're on that that that, that uh, shoulder that's closer to the line of scrimmage, you're gonna see a lot of uh, quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, throw the receiver open. That's what they talk about throwing your receiver open. So you got to play that upfield shoulder, um, at least until you see the ball, then you can then you can undercut it. Or jump it, but uh, you got you got to play that field shoulder initially. And this is another this is a play of another one of his strengths. And I think this is something that's again overlooked by by fans and by the Jets uh, for people who are Jets fans, is that the Jets actually have really good tackling corners. And, and both Playborn and Tremaine Johnson, even Buster Screen. People don't love his game, but um, they're all really strong tacklers, and that's that's important, especially for a Jets defense who I don't think they're too strong an outside linebacker. Um, you have those those corners to make those tackles on those outside zone, wide zone type of plays here, uh, and you see Claiborne on the bottom of the screen here. He's getting physical with Amari um, Cooper. He you know he rips him inside and he keeps that extension with that outside with that you know that uh, inside arm here and he's his arms on Amari Cooper's chest and he's keeping it extended. Um, he's willing to get in the run game, so he sets a strong edge there. He's keeping outside leverage. which You have to do if you keep inside leverage or the running back cut outside and break a big run. So he, he plays it properly here. Um, I don't know who tackles him initially there, um, but you see Claiborne just willing to you know, stick his head in there. I, I like the, uh, the edge that he set.
1: Right. And that's, uh, he's in great position. And, you know, that, I guess that's, that's a safety. I think it's yeah, that's a safety. Uh, yeah, that's that's a,
0: a, it's Marcus Mayak. Yeah, it's Marcus Mayak. Okay.
1: Yeah, that, that, that Mar- Marcus May was able to come down and make the play because of what, what Claiborne did. He set the edge like you said. Um, he kept his, yeah, he kept his outside arm free. He's got the receiver on the inside, and and then was able to come down and run the alley and find the ball. So, great play.
0: Yeah, yeah, another good play here, uh, there, and another one. Um, you know, I'll, I'll bring up. But I think another, you know, strength is that he sh- he showed promise in both zone and man. I think he's a he's a smart player. For the most part, his pads don't rise up at the snap, but I saw it sometimes. Also, like Tremaine Johnson, I, I think that he um, changed up his, his technique a lot, which is a good thing because, obviously, you, know, you want to have a plan coming to the, what, to the line of scrimmage as a receiver and as a corner, too. But when they consistently change up their techniques uh, inside, outside, off, you know aggressive press, soft shoe, it, it messes with the receiver a little bit. So I think that's important. Um, and this is a play here where I think he's, he's beat initially. And, I, again, I think he's playing high here, at least, at least in my opinion. He doesn't really have a lot of bend to him. And you can tell his eyes are looking pretty high. Uh, the receiver is a lot lower than he is, but I think it's a good it's a good recovery here where he's he's backpedaling initially, which I don't I don't love the um, the free releases on the line of scrimmage when you're press because I, I want at least in my you know in my view I want the the corner to disrupt that timing between the the quarterback and the receiver disrupt the route stem um, you know et cetera. So I don't I don't love the free releases, but he's looking high and he, I think he falls for that head fake a little bit inside. Um, so he opens up inside a little bit more, but what I do like about this play, even you know, he's playing high. I, you see those long arms there, one to touch that, that shoulder and he feels where the receiver is going. So he's confirming that he's still running down the field. And then you see that head whip where he's getting that head right around to him. Um, and then he, and then he's playing at the top of the top of the route. And I think cooks complained that this was uh, pass interference on this play, but he's pushing off too. Uh clay shows a nice stopping ability, nice hips there. Uh, plays the ball well here too at the, at the end where he's, uh, again, wrapping with that outside arm and he's playing with the inside arm. And, he, again, he's stabbing through there. He's not swiping down at the ball. So that's important. I think this is a, this is a nice play, nice recovery
1: from uh, – Great play. play, man. Great play. Great play. Um, and, then, you know, at the same time, you know, you, you, you may not be a, uh, a fan of, you know, the turn and run technique that they use. But you, there's, a, there's a game, a mental game and a, a psychological yeah. game that play with wide receivers. Uh, we don't know, we don't know, watching this from here, we don't know what he did to that receiver to play before. If you jam him to play before, don't think he's going to walk up there in the box again and jam him again. I mean, he's going to be ready for it. So you got to mix it up a little bit and keep them off balance. You know, you may want to take away the inside, but you might line up outside and then right before the snap, shuffle to the inside. You know, just doing things like that. Um, you know, to uh, Claiborne's credit on the Couple of plays before he may have lined up outside, and maybe he was thinking he could slide inside before the snap. But they snapped it before he was ready. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of variables, you know, in this equation. But uh, you know, that was a great play.
0: Yeah, and 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 I, I mentioned it before, uh, just changing up that technique. You know, maybe the receiver's preparing for for a, a jam. Um. So it, I, even though I'm not necessarily a fan of it, it's just you know everybody has their preferences. I'm, um,
1: not, I'm not a fan of it either. I'm not a fan of that kind of guys either. I, I, want, I want some hands on, it. touch them up. Well,
0: I know you're an aggressive dude too. So you you like to you like to get into the receiver and, and really disrupt their routes. Them I'm sure and jam them and shake them up at the line. Um, this is another play here, and this is another. I think I think the hips are in, are are important here, and just the fluidity that he has. And this is this is cover four. Um. No, you know, so cover four. So he's, he's playing, you know, with that outside leverage and Julio Jones is, you know, he's pressing up the field. He he sells the vertical. Well, uh, doesn't really, you know, doesn't really show that he's going to break out here. Maybe he rises up a little bit. Um, but I think it's a nice play from, from Claiborne as he one he gets that inside arm, um, on the receiver to kind of slingshot himself. And then yeah. you see him, you see him with that inside leg right here, with that hard stop right there where he's slowing down his momentum. And then he, he, uh, he gets his, his hips all the way around there, where he kind of has like that that T-step type of deal, where he's getting that 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 uh hallway, you know, towards the the sideline where he wants to run. So he gets his foot all the way around to be able, to be able to burst off of that foot. So nice hips here. I think he, I think he plays this this, this really well. Uh, the ball sails a little bit too far, but I I think this shows that fluidity that I was talking about. It does. Good,
1: day. Good day. Well said.
0: So. Yeah, I, I think that that's actually one of his most impressive plays right there too, and that just that that inside arm to be able to slingshot him uh, slingshot himself was was impressive. I want to bring up one more play of his weakness or, of uh, sorry of his strengths. We'll get into some weaknesses, and then we'll get into uh, you know your boys the, the the safeties and some of the hard hitting aggressive type of type of guys. So uh, I know you're probably excited to break down Jamal Adams. He was he was really he was really exciting, and this is a play. He's on the top of the screen here. Uh, I don't know if this was. I'm gonna say cover this looks like well, he's playing he's playing on inside leverage. This is cover one. I, would you would you say cover one, Eric, on this play?
1: No, no well let me see. Let it let it go a little bit. Yeah. No, no because Lambberg on ticket or this this uh the guy covering the slot up top is not. Oh you're saying listen. Yeah, it's like so you know, like you got two on your knees.
0: I see some covers so like so for me. I see cover one looks where they where teams like to have the linebackers like underneath either playing like a wall technique or they play in like both like just those intermediate hook zones. So maybe it's a mix. I think it's a mix of, of man and zone. I guess we can call it. I guess I'll call it cover one for now with those two uh, underneath hook defenders. Uh, maybe like an inside out type of deal on that on that running back. But regardless, looking to the top of the screen where I, I believe it's man or at least he's he's uh, matching. The, he's pattern matching. If it's not man. And I like the ability here of again. This is hips, and he's he's working to stay square. Which I'm. I know a lot of coaches really emphasize staying square here. He's staying square. Um, Demarius Thomas fakes inside again. He's he's planting, staying square again. Uh, and I think he plays. I think he plays that route pretty well at the top of the screen.
1: Nope. Yeah. yeah, he's he's all over it, and he is playing man for sure. He's not even concerned about the number two receiver. So um, he's got his back to him. He's definitely he's definitely in it to winning on the man set. And you uh, his, his knees are bent. He's low. He's fluid. He's moving with him. So close to touch him. It's Good technique, man.
0: Now, what? So, so at exactly what level do you do you coach right now? Just curious.
1: I'm on the high school level.
0: So, do you do you ever like take your players into the film room and show them some film on NFL players and try to break down their game for your for your players to to really watch and get an example sometimes, of? Sometimes,
1: sometimes I yeah. do. Yeah, just
0: just curious, I because I played I played high school football and they didn't really do that with us, and I was wondering why you know why sometimes they didn't do it because obviously when you're showing the best of the best, um, I think that you know it's good examples. But okay, so going to some of um you know his his weaknesses though, um, I think he has a problem too where he opens up a little bit too too soon, and we see it a little bit on this play uh, against the Mari Cooper where he's playing you know I would say what head he's playing heads up there. Uh, doesn't have the greatest bend, but he I think is decent there. And I, I I know Denard Wilson teaches that little in like that false step, uh, either with the inside foot or the outside step to, to uh, with sorry the inside foot or the outside foot to prevent the uh, cornerbacks from spreading at the line of scrimmage. When you spread the line of scrimmage, obviously you're off balance. So he does that, but I think he he's opening his hips here. He's opening that gate, uh, not fully, but enough. Uh, to the outside. Cause I think he falls for the head fake again. You see his, his eyes maybe be low there at the hips, but at the snap, they come up a little bit. At least that's what it seems like. He's reacting hard to the outside with that head fake and that hard stab outside from Omar Cooper, who's not one of the best receivers in the NFL because he has some drop issues. But in terms of route running, I think he's really super crisp. You can see that, that inside foot turn inside it'll allow his hips to open up. So it's a really nice route. Really look how low his legs are there. Yeah. Um, but Claiborne falls forward outside, and then he's he's opening up the inside for, for Cooper to take, and, and Cooper takes it, and uh, right. and, um, you know, gets that slant. I think probably pass interference there too from Claiborne yeah. holding that inside arm, pulling
1: it. So that's a hard cut by Cooper. Boy, he made a hard cut to cut back in there. I mean, that's all that's happening within two yards of the line of
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast at route running.
1: That's that's a pretty that's a pretty good route. Um,
0: So what would you say about uh
1: you
0: know Claiborne there? You think you think he's opened up a little like because let's say if he was keeping if he was looking low, see his hips are still pointed inside there when he's going to break, so maybe he wouldn't fall as hard for the outside if he was looking at his hips. Um, so I think that's what really what really got him there is just looking a little bit high and not and not watching the hips. Obviously, it's a fantastic route by Cooper. He's ridiculously crisp and explosive.
1: Oh. My thing what? is, my thing is, if you're playing man and look at there's it's less than five yards from where Cooper lined up, from where you're lined up to the sideline. I'm going to be inside. If you want to take the outside and you cut back in like he did on this play, you would have to cut right back into the human body. So that's where I'm going to be sitting. If you take off down the sideline, then I'm going to be running with you down the sideline. But I mean, I'm not jumping the outside route. There's I don't, there's no need to. There's no need to jump an outside route. I'm not. Worry, I'm not gonna worry about that. So you know, my thing is stay inside, wait. I mean, the guy, the Claiborne uh, was real patient too. You yeah. Know, he, 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 he didn't panic or anything. He was just late. You know, maybe he should have had more urgency, but uh, you know, I got a two, three yard gain on that.
0: Yeah, and so this is the next play. This again, I think. We're just, oh yeah. Yeah. So so what happens here? You can you, – you already saw it. You already, you're already – you're already saying it. So, you want to take it through this play? And another thing – you know,
1: What season was this? What season was this?
0: This was – this, this, no, this was, this was last year. This was week two right. of 2017.
1: You know, I was in the jet camp in 2016 and uh, all-mini camp – I mean, uh, all-training camp. And I used to ask Regis, you know, they were down in the red zone and he would line up outside technique, just like Claybone was going. I was like, why are you line up outside technique? On a wide receiver, the ball's standing on the goal line. It's like that's that's what they tell us to play, coach, and that's why we get paid big bucks. I'm like, That don't make no sense to
0: me. Yeah, so I think his eyes are a little bit high here again, so he's he's falling really hard for that that in that uh that really kinda of like a crossover, that uh stab outside or stab inside. So it opens up, but I I think one of the biggest and I know this is this is it looks like cover three, because you have the four underneath, the three over top. Um so it's cover three, but he still has, you know, he's still gonna have to play him on, on the outside here, at least to give the, um, you know, defender in, in that in that hook to flat or hook to curl zone uh, time to get outside. But still, so my problem with this play is that he he gets beat off the line of scrimmage, but I for me I would like to see that head that head whip right there to get your eyes back. But he's looking towards the quarterback, and he's so far away from the receiver. The receiver whoa, whoa. can do whatever he wants here. So
1: being nosy. If you're going to bail out, if you're going to bail out and get to your deep third, then you need to bail out and get to your deep third. If you're going to touch the guy up, you're going to put hands on him, do it. You know, Otherwise, there's no need. I mean, what are you lining up there in this guy's face for and you're not going to touch him? If you're not going to touch him, then you ought to be bailing out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't I really don't like the, the press no. free release. I, I just I don't see the the advantage of it because the advantage of press is jamming that receiver, getting him off his route stem, disrupting timing. Where let's say, you know, for example, if he's running an in cut and and carr is expecting him to be here at his five step drop, uh if if Cooper gets jammed and for whatever reason he gets to here, that's gonna make the that's gonna make the quarterback one think for a split second and maybe throw the ball off. So I I just don't I don't really like the the free release of the line. I I just really don't. And another one, I'm going to bring up the last one um, is again, just the, the no shot. And do you teach your uh, corners this uh, to get the shuffle of the line, at least
1: get the one into two shuffles to keep your hips square. Absolutely. Yes. So I call it, you can hop back or you can shuffle back or you can line up a yard and a half off and catch, and catch them, you know, once they come up the field, Two steps, two or three steps. So okay, okay. some guys are not comfortable playing in the box like that. They 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 just they, they don't have the muscle the, the quick muscle quick fibers to react real quick. So I back them off a little bit and say, okay, you you're catching you know two three yards down the field.
0: Cool. So uh, just to wrap just to wrap it up with him, um, I think he does. He's and I'm actually actually I'm gonna bring up one more play of him, but this is another example of him looking high with the. Uh, the, 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 kind of that free release again where uh the on the top of the screen here uh he 's playing in man and again for that that outside uh fake with that that you know that head fake with the with the hard stab he's falling forward again, opening up outside uh he doesn't Mary is getting get the ball here, but he he gets beat pretty badly on this line again it's, it's kind of really similar to that uh omari cooper play
1: so the the rationale on this for me. is, inside, man. You got him pinned to the sideline. He's midway between the numbers and the sideline from the start. So, stay inside and pinned him to the sideline. If he wants to come back inside, he's going to come right back to you. and then going to beat him up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. not and it's not like Demarius Thomas is a burner either. So, Claiborne has some decent speed where even if, you know, you don't have to open your hips up um, right away with him. So, you know, obviously with burners, I mean, yeah, maybe you can cheat a little bit, open up to prepare yourself to uh, – you know, play a little bit safe, but, um, you know, Damaris Thomas isn't a burner. And on the top of the screen, again, this is the last play. We'll bring up a Claiborne, and then we'll get into the, the safeties. We'll try to get as much as we can from, from Eric. We're going to drain everything we possibly can out of him. him so, uh, but I want to do the, the top players first. He's at the top of the screen here. Um, again, he's, he's heads up. He doesn't have too much bend in, in his knees there. I think he looks like he's kind of bending over at, at his waist. Um, and the thing that – this is the spread of the line that I, was, that I was talking about where he's not even taking that false step. You can see both feet are spreading, and automatically when you're spread like that, you're, you're on your heels. He's on his heels there. He's not, he, he's not playing over his, over his feet. So one you're off balance, um, which is going to allow him to, to not really get into the receiver to shuffle with him so you don't have your hands on him, which then allows Cooks to cut back outside with no hands on. So then Claiborne has to flip his hips to get out to, – to, uh, to make up back mm-hmm. outside with no hands on him when you're playing with no hands on, you're not going to be able to feel him cut back. And when you're that far off, so he gets beat here because I, I think he gets beat here because of that initial, uh, you know, phase of that, of that press. So you got him
1: in the spin cycle right now, man. He's just running perfectly around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it stems from, from him opening his hips up too early. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he also, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, he took a false step, you know, that. that He's lined up square, and then that first step, like you said, he went wide, but then his, his feet went forward. Well, you see the thing. He came up one step, too. Now you're outside. Now you're like, oh, crap. Now he's, back, <laughs> now he's back inside. Now you're trying to react to that. And by the time he figures out, okay, I got my balance now. The guy not already hooked up and stopped on the
0: pitch. Yeah, you're never – You're never, especially Brady, any, any- – any uh, quarterback and receiver at good timing, mean, when you're not, you don't have your hands on them and you're not, you know, your hips aren't uh, square or locked on them. You're not just going to be able to make a play like that. It's impossible with, with good timing. You need to get your hands on. Uh, sure. But moving on from, from Claiborne, just to wrap up some of the other weaknesses that I see, uh, we, we mentioned him opening up the hips a little bit too soon. Sometimes in, in off coverage, he doesn't take his read steps, which is really important. Um, and I also don't think he squeezes the receiver either to the sideline or squeezes them inside. Uh, where he really lets him work that routes them, which you don't. You don't want to make a receiver not be able to work that routes them. If you're not, if you're in uh, off coverage, you want to you know break at the top of that that routes them uh, wherever you know where that break is. So, but moving on to let's get to Jamal Adams. We're going to skip the other you know corners for now and see if we can get back to him in a little bit. But overall, Jamal Adams, uh, what are your thoughts of, of his rookie year?
1: Yeah, pretty impressive rookie year. I just uh, the only critique I had of him was uh, his angle. Just- you know, he had some uh, mm-hmm. great opportunities to, you know, pin guys to the sideline for the tackle, and you know, his his angles end up, you know, coming downhill, and then he had to loop around because he, he took the wrong angle. And I'm like, wow. I and mean, then sometimes you will come downhill to make a tackle by the sideline, and then the running back would cut inside up. Yeah. And you get, I'm like, wow. You know, he, he definitely got to fix that. You Can't play like that. But other than that, man, I think the, the kid is. It's going to be pretty good, man.
0: He's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, see, I see some all-pro potential with him. I, I really do. Uh, but like you said, I think he's the three biggest problems from watching. I, I probably watched the Jets season like 50 times. I'm not even kidding. Um, but I think his biggest problems were, like you said, some of his angles. I think that he's an ankle tackler, too, where he doesn't really bring his feet with him in tackles. He likes to dive at ankles, which, you know, even if he does make the tackle, he's allowing the – Uh, running back to to fall for for two or three extra yards and as we both know it's a game of inches so I think that's a problem and I think he's overly aggressive sometimes but overall I'm really impressed you know six foot 214 six round pick of 2017 another DB with long arms 33 and three eighths uh, inches so impressive 30 uh 22 years old so he's pretty young dude he's a leader on the field uh he's really aggressive you see him frequently try to punch the ball out but I don't know if he was he was you know um, you know pre-snap he was supposed to blitz through the B gap here, so he's doing that automatically, or if he or if he sees the corner uh, the quarterback turn for that play action, he's just being aggressive here. But whether it's a key, but it, I I think he's keying in on something. Click and close. Uh, you see that aggressiveness. You see that acceleration to to avoid that block, like a kind of you know almost like a um, like a crack block from this you know Cody Latimer here. He's he's getting past that. Just overall, a good a good play here. I don't know if you could bring it down better.
1: Well, I thought it was a good, that was a great play. Uh, I think he's responsible for the d gap, which that's, yeah. that's the gap that opened up, you know, real wide right there. And, and if the, uh, the guard blocks down and the tackle blocks out, I mean, and they hand the ball off, I mean, he's got to fill that gap. So he clearly saw that the quarterback was sprinting back to hand that ball off. So instead of just sitting in the gap. And waiting for the back to you know cut back to him or or come that way he just shot the gap when and when he made a play on the, on the, on, the, on the ball there
0: yeah so nice nice athleticism too there yeah. to uh to be able to burst that quickly and something he was knocked for lSU and this is why like I think it's a big mistake to one look at stats because you don't know the situation surrounding those stats stats mean very little to me um and people like you know nFL.com like, I don't know who's necessarily breaking down his film but people say he, he lacks Top end burst and speed, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. Uh, I'll show another play of his speed in a little bit, but I want to bring up another play of kind of that, that click and close, that, that awareness of seeing plays. But overall, um, some other things I think he, he looks to lay big hits sometimes, even though he doesn't. Uh, he's not the strongest. Hitter. I think I actually think Marcus May is a, is a better hitter than him, just pure hitter. Uh, I think he's pretty good at shedding blocks, but. Like I said, I'm just going to bring up another play here of that click and close type of type of deal where you see something, he reacts to it quickly. And this one, you can see a little bit more of where he's looking at. He's right here. He's, you know, um, he's actually, you know, in, he's in the box again. He's almost like a linebacker again. And you can see when his eyes at the snap, he's looking towards this, this tight end who's kind of like, he's not even really trying to kick this uh, defensive end out, but he's just stealing him. Uh, he's stealing him outside. And the tight end here comes in to crack block or just block uh, Adams in general. And you can see him kind of look at this. He, he reads that tight end there he sees this going out to block. And I'm not sure if he sees this, this, uh, I think it's another tight end coming to block him. But again, he, he sees what he, he sees his keys and he just reacts. Good, good acceleration, good power to get through that, that block and, you know, kind of have that tight end on his back ability to fight through it. And again, make another tackle on uh, I think 26 is Kenyon Drake on the, uh, the dolphins here, but I would just like, that's why I labeled that, you know, Adam's click and close?
1: He, uh, he played – you can't play that much better. I mean, he sees the tight end coming to block him, uh, but the name of the game is you got to beat the block. In order to do your job, you got to beat the block. You got to fill that gap. So uh, he was able to beat the beat the block, you know, as playing – and this is – he's playing in honesty. He doesn't really know who's coming to block him. It could be 67. It could be number 80 coming to block him. You got one of three choices to figure out who's coming at me. But you see the two guys split, so now there's the hole. So, you know, somebody's got to be coming to get him, but he's got to get up in there. And he's able to stack the guy on his on his backside, which enabled his front side to make contact with the ball carrier. That's a great play. And yes. you gotta be, you got to be a little tough to play, play in the box like that. You can't be a little little shy, a little weak, a party. you got to be a tough guy
0: you got to be an Eric McMillan type of guy to, to, to uh, play it, play in the box and make some tackles there. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I think it's good, good strength too, uh, good balance there to be able to, to make that play with a, you know, tight end, basically on your back. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's yeah, okay. all, all around good play from him, from him there. Um, another play that I'll that'll bring up, bring up a couple of Adams, obviously because people are obviously very, very interested in Adams, but, uh, another playing coverage where obviously he made more plays in the run game because you you see him as a will a lot, you saw him as a Sam a lot, you see him blitzing a lot, so he didn't make as many plays um in the in the past game, but he does have the ability in the in the past game. They showed up a little bit more at the end of the season here. Uh but I believe yeah, he's right he's right here. And this is the I'm gonna say cover four. You call that cover
1: four, Eric. Um there, there's nothing a half field curve. it's not cover four. They got Half the field, the, the safety in the corner and linebacker to the bottom. They're responsible for that side of the pass route. Okay. The other group of guys, safety, corner, and um, linebacker over there. They're, they're responsible for those guys up there. They're running a half field cover.
0: Half field cover. See, that's yeah. another thing I got to learn. I've been I've been probably doing this for like two years. So there's so much information. Like, I know you have you have forgotten more than I know. Uh, it just takes years and years of.
1: Uh, the cover of four would be more so with the corners are almost parallel to the yeah. safety. They're all back. So now this is really this, this is more of a half field coverage, and Jets run. They got a ton of half field curvy. Uh I should know some of their some of the stuff since I spent the whole training camp, but I forgot it now. But uh, but this is half field coverage.
0: Yeah, and that's what could confused me too here with this because like and I, I thought it would could have been cover four because I'm not really too aware of half field coverage. I'll have to look uh you know, research that a little bit more. But how Roberts is not really matching um uh, the number one front on this side of the field, even though he takes a vertical stem. So I kinda had my my uh questions about it, but like, but regardless. So you see Adams here, he's he's in that he's in that like the middle fourth area. Yeah. Um and a, another, just a strong break on the ball here, as he see as he sees. Uh, I think it's Kelsey who breaks in on a dig route, and he jumps it. Uh, almost makes the interception. He didn't make the interception. He dropped it, but uh, nice acceleration, nice break, pretty nice footwork there. Uh, gets gets low. He gets that uh, that that T step down uh, where he's you know planting that foot pretty well, that back foot, uh, and he breaks on the ball, almost an interception. So,
1: great play, man. Great read, great play. Process of elimination on. Us. On the guys that are in your particular area. Uh, the quarterbacks looking, where was the ball when it snapped the ball? It snapped the ball right in the right. Okay, on the, on the, on the defensive right hand. Uh, quarterbacks looking in that area towards the other hash, There's only one receiver there. You gotta be throwing to him. So go to him. I mean, process of elimination. He read it right. He's in great position. Drive on it.
0: Yeah. Go. Yeah, yeah, he he like I said, he made a t- he made a ton of plays um, last year, even in the in the past game too. Hopefully, he does come away with his first interception because obviously he was disappointed. He said it himself that uh, he wanted an interception. I'm sure that uh, all, you know all defensive backs want interceptions if they're exciting plays to uh, to yeah, make. That
1: have, have been a nice 90 yarder for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So another one. Um, like I said before, I think he has good balance. I think he diagnoses screens pretty quickly. He will jump routes. He played everywhere from. You know, deep middle third to cover four to cover two to cover one high, uh, to hook zones to curl a flat zones to man to man. Um, but so he, he played everywhere, so that was impressive too. And this is another play, um, this is that aggressiveness, and he, he's on the edge right here, um, in the box. And the aggressive, the, the, the aggression comes in right here where he's not letting the you see a lot of like safety, even de- some defensive backs, let the uh, kind of they absorb the blocks. They don't really take the fight to the, to the tight end or the, whoever the blocker may be. But I like on this play how he sets the strong edge. He, he gets under. He dunk, he's ducking his head a little bit here, but still, regardless, he takes the fight to the tight end.
1: Set, off his feet.
0: Yeah, he, he, he knocks him back, what, almost two, three yards here. And then yeah. another good thing about this play after that, he's not like penetrating hard up the field where he's going to give J Ajahi potentially a cutback lane. I like how after he delivers that shot to the tight end, he's shuffling his feet here and keeping his uh, keeping that outside leverage and also keeping his hips as square as he possibly can.
1: So, really nice play setting the edge there for uh, Jamal Adams. All pro play, man. That's 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 awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So much better than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's that. That's like one of those highlight plays that uh, that that you see on you know uh, YouTube clips and all this stuff. Really physical, energetic player. Has some range. Uh, one of the plays that I want to bring up of him, uh, see if I can see if it's here. Um, yeah. So this is this is this, this is speed. I'm gonna show another play actually of, a little bit better of of his speed. But this is against the Bills in Week One, and it's third and nine, and he's in he's in man on the uh, on the tight end here who just breaks out into the flat. So he's playing it smart, where he's not playing it too aggressively. He's, he's giving himself a cushion to react. Um, on on third and nine so he 's playing a little bit safe here, but as the tight end breaks on on the flat, you know he gets the ball from Tyrod Taylor. You see some of that speed from Jamal Adams to get to the sideline and make the tackle uh, pretty quickly i think it was it might have been this play i think this play the, the tight end actually dropped the ball it kind of fumbled out of bounds because Adams came with that like little swing from the outside but uh, some nice speed from him here is playing you know smart uh, playing off on third and nine
1: he closed, he close there was a gain of, gain of four yards if they really complete so. Third down, third, third and nine.
0: Great play. And I think you're going to uh, take you know four yards on third and nine as a safety anytime. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. So another another good play. Now I want to show a couple more plays of his, of his of his strengths. Like I said, I wish we had you know 25 hours of breakdown film because I you know I've learned a lot from from you and some of the little things that you you notice and pick up on. I wish we can talk more about half field coverages, like a, you know. Douse myself in that because I love I love learning learning this stuff. Dude. There's you can take it takes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm down with that. Like I said, if there's ever a game where you're pissed off or you really like where the Jets played, you have an open invitation to text me and just say, hey, man, I want to come on and talk about this game. Uh, any any time a you know NFL player wants to come on, ex NFL player, I, I welcome it. Um, another play here, and this is this is another another just awareness play where he's he's time the snap here. Uh, you can see him you know working towards the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, as Fitzpatrick is is ready to snap the ball. So, I think he times it pretty well here. And he's tracking the ball backside, you know, good speed again. Um, so, just another, you know, athletic type of play, timing the snap and, and speed.
1: Yeah, this one, uh, I think this – he knew, he knew what was happening from repetition. Uh, they You know, they've they seen him run this play in this situation. Uh, his position and uh, his responsibility on this play is to, you know, come up and – Come up, play like the outside linebacker, and, and find the ball. Go find the ball. But my only concern is, what if that quarterback kept that football? Yes, I can paint on him.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: I, I can't. This is the end zone view. I don't know if anybody has responsibility on that quarterback. But you got to be smart because in the event that you you have success on this play, as it happens, just like it did, the guy in the press box is gonna say, "Oh, okay. Next time, let's run the, let's run the same play." But don't give it don't give it to uh, the running back, and let's get a let's get a tight end or somebody just to break out in the flat from yep. the side that uh, Adam came from. I mean, you got to play smart like that. So you may have success on certain plays, but at the same time, you're playing against the guy in the test box too. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that's a great point because we will get to that in a little bit, where his aggressiveness helps him at times, but it also hurts him at times too, which we we'll, we'll bring up. Um which is a great point that you that you brought before we even you know mentioned it, so i love that but this is a, another play here too where it's just, he's time to snap again We kind of the same thing you said where maybe if he if he keeps the ball here um then, then maybe he's beat but i th- i think he sees him handed off here so he so he keys in on um,
1: yeah
0: um this is this is doug martin too but again just another same type of play the snap good good athleticism he doesn't necessarily i i would i would give him credit for the tackle here i i think he's going down regardless uh maybe 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 a half attack or whatever, but another nice play. He
1: made first contact. I'd give, give him first contact. Yeah. You, <laughs> Only yeah. half a tap.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, two more plays of him. And um, this is the stuff I'm sure that you would love to see, especially the t- if, if you were his teammate. I'm sure you'd love to see if his teammate is just playing with just just balls to the wall effort all the time. Uh, you, you'd love to see that. I don't know if you watched Muhammad Wilkerson last, the last couple of years, but. uh. Yeah. It was it was embarrassing, honestly. Um, just there was just there was games where I would see him take off 15 snaps where he's not even driving his feet. So when you see the effort like this from Jamal Adams, he's right. Uh, let me let me see where he is on this play. He's running the edge right here, um, and it looks they're they're in a what uh, three to one? Is this three? Yeah, it's three to one or a three by one set gun set. Um, and they, it looks like they're running inside zone. I can't really tell exactly just because it's a. Uh, this side view. I would say an inside zone from a gun set. And Jamal Adams is on the backside of the play here where he's not making a play on the ball here. And, you know, Lynch has a lot of room on him and a lot of safeties wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, try to run after him here, but look at the effort on this play. Uh, he's, he's far off. And this is, you see Sam at speed here too. He's making up some ground, but uh, what do you think about the effort on this play? Great effort,
1: man. That's too graphic, man. Uh, unfortunately, uh you know that ball, Terry wasn't wasn't made to stumble. He he kind of broke that tackle in stride, but uh, Adams almost caught him, man. And that's that's super effort. I mean, that's that's outstanding. a coach don't want anything else out of a player. You know, you, uh, other than make the tackle. But uh, yeah. uh, that's outstanding effort, man. And that's
0: another awesome. yeah, another example of that of that effort here. Uh, I'm sure you saw this. This is like the highlight play of, of his season. But he's on the he's on the outside of the left of the screen here. Uh, I'm not sure necessarily what his responsibility is. It's more just to show effort more than, you know, the play concept or anything like that. But, uh, again, we're going we're gonna to see him chase down a play from the backside and show great effort chasing Marshawn Lynch down from behind, where if he doesn't do this, it's a touchdown. But because Adams has that effort, he shows that effort
1: great on every play.
0: single play, he's making and He saves a touchdown. So.
1: That's a great play, man. Great play.
0: Yeah, so um, that's, that's the stuff you, you just love to see that on film. That's the, that's the players you, you, you really root for. Uh, he shows like that tenacity. Like, one of my favorite players of all time uh, is Brian Dawkins, and he kind of like that aggression that, that uh, like I said, balls to the wall every play, completely just give you know, all-out effort. I, I love that stuff. But um, moving on to some of Adam's weaknesses, which you just mentioned uh, a little bit, which um, we're going to you know, talk about now. Uh, one, I think he's a little bit like hoppy in, in man coverage when he is in man coverage, where he doesn't, he doesn't really bring his feet with him sometimes. And he, he doesn't really have that great of a base and in this play. It's not the best example of it. It's kind of more of that aggressiveness here. Um, but he's on man, he's in man coverage on, uh, Njoko here. And he's a li- like I said, a, maybe a little bit hoppy there. Maybe he's a leaning into him a little bit with not too good of a base. He has a pretty narrow base that, you know, actually, at least in my opinion, so uh, Njoku, who I think it's, I think this is a pass interference on offense, in, in my opinion, uh, in today's NFL, he's pushing off, he's extending there. Um, you know, Jamal Adams makes up; he, he's, he's still in the position here. But the problem with this play for me is, like you said, when you're on that, even if it's even if it's a pattern matching zone or if you're in man, you got to play that upfield shoulder. You got to have your eyes on on the tight end in this situation here. He tries to undercut the route. And guess what? The quarterback throws him open because he's trying to undercut that route. Doesn't have the uh, his his uh, eyes on the tight end. So
1: no college quarterback. You know the average college quarterback probably would have thrown the ball in the lane that Adams was trying to get to. I mean,
0: yeah, like right here.
1: He knew he, knew he was in trouble, so he's just trying to get in the throwing lane. But these pro quarterbacks, man, they are not ever going to underthrow a ball. It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. They're gonna overthrow more so than anything. So if you're not on the top shoulder. You can forget it unless he's under distress from a pass rush that's about the about the only way you it can save you. But uh Yeah. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's in a bad position. He's looking in the backfield and you know you know coaching point would be keep your eyes on your receiver, man, and get to him because that's where the ball's going. All you're doing is watching the play happen now. You're a fan.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Play that upfield play that upfield shoulder when you're on him, you know, keep your eyes on him, play play the ball. Um, when you have your hands on that on that receiving threat, you can't you can't just that's like I said, it's being too great. You're trying to jump it, and he's not in great position here, but still, even here, if, if, his, if his if his head whips to the uh tight end and then he plays the upfield shoulder, maybe he makes the play on this, but you're never going to make the play like this. I believe
1: you've got, got to close the speed where he can close on that guy, you know, if, if, his yeah. if his eyes are, I don't know, get back to the receiver, you can look at him. I think he can. Probably
0: close that gap put that ball gets there. I was a great catch by that receiver too. Yeah, yeah, it was. David Nujoku, He's a he's a freak. Uh, he's he's really good. So, and this is another play uh, where I'm gonna talk about kind of uh maintaining his gaps, his his uh, backside gap responsibility. And he's he's like he's like he's like a Sam here. I would just call him the Sam linebacker. Uh, and you can see him. It's this. I don't know. If call this a tight zone run or whatever it is, but regardless, uh. Coleman has to cut back. I, I think his his first read is this, is this a gap here and he sees it getting clogged up a little bit by that, by that blitzer um, who I think is the Mario Davis. So he cuts back is, you know, some nice footwork there to get it, to cut it back, even though he does hop a little bit forward, which I know some coaches teach like that, you know, short little shuffle steps and then cut with that jump cut. It takes up a little bit too much room and time, but regardless um, Adams reacts to the place I hear he doesn't maintain the backside gap responsibility uh, Burris makes it, doesn't make the tackle. He's not a good tackler in my opinion at all. Uh, and Coleman breaks free for I think it's uh, like a 55 yard run. I don't think he scores here.
1: Diving in ankles, uh, diving, in ankles diving in ankles gets you nothing. In most cases, in most cases. get yeah. it all the time, man. You know, you need to face him up. Face him up, hold him to the truth. Get there if you can't get him down yourself. And then the next guy who gets the shot to tackle, he he dives in ankles and gets nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: And then there's the other guy. Well, he almost got cut off by his linebacker, though. He had to jump over his linebacker. You know what I,
0: you know what I really didn't like about this play was was Lee. You know, so I'm, I'm not a big fan of Lee's game at all. I've been critical of him. And, you know, listen, I understand, like, I'm not an NFL player. It's kind of hard to be critical because they're 40 million times better than I ever was playing football. Um, but I trust my eyes. And I don't, I don't like that he's trying to punch this ball out instead of wrapping up right there. Yeah, uh,
1: him up. Yeah, that's not that's not the place. That's not a a good time to try to now, go for the tackle, man. Get get the tackle. One guy needs to grab the ball carrier so we can secure that he's not going to get away. The other guy needs to come in and go for a strip. You can do it like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what co- coaches see. That's coaches. That's coaching one on one. The first guy wraps up. Second guy punches the ball out. Yeah. Um, and you you can't you can't do that. And Justin Burr, so like one of like the, the the narratives last year. Justin Burr should be moved to safety. He's a big. He's a big, strong tackling guy, but you saw that ankle, that ankle tackle, the angles. He doesn't eat up a lot of cushion when he's trying to tackle. Uh, I don't, I don't like Justin Burris' game that much either. But moving on to, um, you know, Adams here, and this is this. He's on the top of the screen. Uh, he's in man on Kelsey as he follows him. He follows him out here uh, as he's flexed out. You know, top of the numbers, so he split out wide. Uh, you know, in this what, three by one set, three by one gun set uh, to the. Field side and Adams again. He's he's backpedaling and he's breaking. You know, on the ball, We're not breaking on the ball. He's breaking on the receiver's route because he, he's running that sluggo, So that's the slant portion of the route. Um, but again, he's he's not playing the receiver. He's playing the quarterback there, and he thinks he's going to get the interception here. Um, but you got to play. You got to play the receiving threat. And he gets he gets beat badly here. I think I think it was Mike Pennell got the hit on Smith. So the ball didn't get there. But he that's that's bad. He got beat bad here.
1: Go back Okay. Go run this slow motion when the guy makes his cut. Okay. Slow motion. Keep going, keep going. All right, stop right there. If you're gonna go for the if you're gonna go for the uh you're you're playing the pass route. He's doing pattern recognition, but he got you got faked out. Um you're going for the for the interception. The best thing to do is to go for the near shoulder. Go for the near shoulder because if the ball doesn't get thrown. He's at the work for you. If the ball doesn't get thrown, and I tell, I tell, I have my safety do this as well. And even my corners, when they run slants on them, go to the near shoulder. Get to the man first. If the ball isn't thrown, you hit the receiver. Great. So what? Pass interference. You live to see another day. I don't care. Go to the guy, hit him. Yeah, you get there before the ball gets thrown. Then you can go for the ball, but you can't. You can't dr- just drive in front of him to the reception point. And then he slips you and takes it on up. You know, you know. Yeah, just, now you're on ESPN all week.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a great point too because you'd rather get beat for a pass interference than you know potentially a touchdown or whatever, a 30, 40 yard gain here. And like, like you said. Just for, like, for the people who are you know watching, and like I said, you should be watching on YouTube, especially when you have guys like Eric McMillan on to break down film. But if he is to work towards an upfield shoulder, when he goes to, to cut back vertically, he's going to have to work through Jamal Adams.
1: So, he's going to run right into a human being, and, and that's, he has no pass route. The, the, the route is done. Quarterback will have to hold it or eat One or the other.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is the play that we just we just talked about. The, the first guy there tries to, to wrap up. Second guy tries to, to strip. Uh, and this was actually uh, the really long run from, from Smith, like a 70-yard run in uh, – what is it called? Uh, Leonard Williams actually had a pretty nice rush here. Like standing his arm, nice rip or decent rip, uh, clears his hips, almost gets to, to Smith. But Jamal Adams, again, is he's running from behind. Yeah, nice effort here. Uh, but he gets behind Smith at the – he can make the tackle at the, let's say, 45-yard line. But he doesn't wrap up. He's trying to punch the ball out there. Uh, and because of that, let's say – 5, 10, oh, 15, whoa. 20, 25, almost 30 yards because you try to be too aggressive and punch the ball out there instead of wrapping up.
1: Hey, man, you know, he's a young kid, he's trying to make a big play. Yeah. yeah hey, I, you know, yeah, the coaching point would be there, but I ain't going to be too mad at him. He does, so many, he does so many great things, but, mm-hmm. you know, just give me – I would just get pull him to the side, give him the coaching point. Hey, man, look, get the guy down. Right? Just get him down.
0: About. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, we we both, you know, it's nothing.
1: Um, you didn't score on you know, that play, but you, you made a I, – I don't want to call a quarterback a non-athlete, but you made an average guy look like a hero. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. So and, – and this is another play too. And I, like I said, I love Jamal Adams. He's my favorite player on the Jets. And I think he's going to be all-pro type of guy. I think it's a horn and aggressiveness a little bit on this play. And back in, you know, 1988, 80, 89, 90 when you played, yeah, this is fine, Whatever. Nobody's going to blink twice about it. But the they, ball they flag is – on that, didn't they? No, they on that. it was – no, see, the problem was – and it was funny too because um, Jamal Adams, he actually retweeted one of my things. Obviously, you know, I'm trying to grow. I got a couple of retweets. I was pretty pumped about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, he,
0: he watched my film breakdown and he saw the play before. This so he makes a really good play, retweeted it. I think he watched the next play. And I criticized him on this because the ball is overthrown. It's not a catchable ball. Uh, you can't hit the receiver on this play. He didn't get a flag. I was shocked he didn't get a flag
1: um and you know what And here's the thing man you know where was this ball snapped at where's the ball when it started looks like it's on the uh,
0: uh maybe I don't, I don't know
1: well it's right there where the third down marker that's where the ball is so it's on like the 13 yard line and i told those well Adams wasn't there even in college but i told those guys in the meeting i said look when you get in the red zone you can be as aggressive as you want to be on these receivers, man. You can jam them. It's 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 a referee's judgment whether or not they're going to exercise the five-yard rule. Give you an example. Ball being on the three-yard line or the four-yard line, and you jam a guy all the way into the midway into the end zone, and I asked the referees, I said, are you going to throw that flag? Uh, it's kind of it, – it's a judgment call. So – here in the end zone, right there on that particular play, it's a judgment call on the referee. However, I'm a defensive guy. I'm all about the defense, but it's just my personal opinion that receiver right there is like a defensive receiver.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see, you see him pull up a little bit. The ball isn't catchable. And listen, I would love the NFL to be like it was. Even you know, even in, in the early 2000s, and the mid 2000s, you can lay dudes out. That's why Brian Dawkins, you know, made his money. You uh, know he's all around. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's a great player, but uh, I, I don't like how soft the NFL is getting. I especially, I understand helmet to helmet. Yeah, you want guys to be safe, but I hate uh, defenseless receiver in terms of like, okay, you're coming over the middle. Uh, let's say on a post, and you're a deep safety, and he's he's extended to catch the ball. And guess what? I want to smack the crap at you to make him drop the ball. Just because he's going up to get the ball and he's not looking at me, I'm trying to lay him out to let him drop to make him drop the
1: ball. What am what I supposed to, supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Let him catch it? Yeah, but you know, you know, Eric, no, don't worry about it. Let him catch the ball. If we don't try to, to knock the receiver, you know, down, mm-hmm. if we don't try to get the interception, what other options do we have?
0: This is your your. You're supposed to, uh, to wrap him up, put him down with a pillow, tuck him in, and then, you know, maybe he'll, I, I guess, go to the ground. I don't know. I, I hate that rule, though. I, re- I really do. That's
1: not the way the game is played. That's not the, way, that's not the game that I witnessed as a kid. So. It's, it's just, I it's, wouldn't be able to play in today's game. I couldn't play. I, I have no money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get
0: fine every game. Uh, it, it is, that's the type of players I like, though. I like, I like that aggressiveness. And this is another play a little bit too aggressive. Uh, he's playing in, you know, that, that like, uh, hook to curl or hook to flat type of zone here. Uh, looks like it's a, it's a it's a cover three again, I would say, or unless you would say it's like a half type of coverage. I just don't think Buster Screen is breaking out towards his zone because there's no threat on that side of the field. Right. Um, but again, you know, Jamal Adams is responsible for this zone here. And right. you're supposed to play, at least from my knowledge, past the run. Uh, passes are more dangerous. And he he's reacting hard to that play action where he's jumping inside, and he's out of position to play this uh We'll just call it let's just call it an out route he he breaks in, inside but it's, it's an out route or a corner route whatever you want to call it you say maybe a stale route like you said uh, but he's out of position here so nice like athleticism to make it up and almost make the play but he's out of position because he's reacting to that play action
1: not a bad play i mean yeah he, he, you know he got he got out of position but uh, you know which one you going to take you're going to take the shorter one or the deeper one I, I take away the deeper route and play up to the shorter one so he made a good decision. And he ended up. Uh, that was incomplete, that. What did you say? Was that an incomplete pass?
0: No, he actually caught it. Uh, it was Michael Thomas, and he was able to to uh, catch the ball. Wow. Yeah, Michael. Well, Michael Thomas is he's a beast too. Uh, from what, we come from Ohio State, I believe. Uh, so he's an he's another good uh he's another good player. But I'm gonna bring up another play, and this is the the ankle tackles that that uh you talked about. I talked about here. Um. And we see – I saw a decent amount with him. I think this is one of his biggest issues where, yeah, he, he's closing the gap here uh, well, but you want to see him drive through the tackle. You don't want to leave your feet because you're losing a lot of power there. Again, wrapping up so one wrap, leg, one wrap. ankle. Drive
1: through the five. Drive, drive, hit, wrap, and drive for five.
0: Yeah, yeah, three, exactly.
1: Wrap and drive. And you guys are too good to be ankle tackles, man. You ankle, you're diving at ankles, you're going to be getting a lot of whips.
0: Yeah, exactly. And instead of tackling him at the 25 yard line, you know, he gains an extra you know, yard or even two yards. And in the NFL, it's, it's all yards inches. It all matters. Uh, it really does. So I want to see him close the difference close the gap a little bit here, drive, you know, maybe even, you know, put your head uh, through his body. So you're generating enough, enough force from your shoulders and your lower body linking them together. So he's not uh, crossing the body like you want to see, see him do. And even if you're not crossing the body, because I know like, the Seahawks have a different way of tackling that Pete Carroll taught, where you're basically like a rugby type of tackle, where right. you're going to wrap up both the th- both the thighs and kind of scoop them up into you. Um, right. But he's not doing any of that here. He he he, he has to drive, like you said, drive through. What you say? Drive through the five or drive uh, four of the five? Yeah. So right. uh, ankle tackles. It, it, he he does that too much. Uh, he plays a little bit high in coverage. I think he struggles to stick with tight ends at the top of their route. I think he leans a little bit into it, uh, too much into them. But i want to bring up a, just one more play of that ankle tackling here uh, where he doesn't – he's not bringing his, his feet with him in, into the tackle. I have to sort through some plays. I, have, I think I have 97 plays with Jamal Adams last year. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it takes, it takes a while. But, again, here, this is on, this is on a, power, a power running back. He's a freaking strong dude. This is an inside zone. Uh, play Maybe maybe you can call a, a tight zone where, you know, some people say inside zone is that B-gap, aiming, aiming for the B-gap. Tight zone is that A-gap. But regardless, Steve McClendon is winning the, the play-side gap, the play-side A-gap. Uh, so Fournette, you know, decides to, to cut it back, a nice cutback. And Joel Adams, you know, reacts to it. But the problem, again, here is he's not closing that distance. And, again, he's, he's going for the legs here, and he's not driving through. Especially on a power running back like that, uh, you're not
1: going to make a tackle. so. Hmm. Hit, rap, and drive, man. Stop, stop, stop going low, man. Hit, rap, and drive. Yep. Yeah. There they are not that many big backs in the league right now. I think Marshawn Lynch may be one of the bigger ones. Um, you know, the only time, you not know, in a different era, but, you know, we had uh, Christian McCoy and <laughs> that guy Mueller used to block for uh, Thurman Thomas and uh, Tom Rathman. You know, those were big backs that you know their shoulders are so wide you, you couldn't you couldn't hit them up high and and I lose leverage trying to wrap wrap guys up that are the size of guards and tackles so yeah. you had to hit them low to get them down but you know these guys now you know you can go ahead and you know hit them hit them up high hold them and just wait till the troops get there but if you go for the ankles and they don't and you don't get them yeah hmm.
0: yeah so and this is another play too of uh talk about a little bit of, he, he gets, like you said, with that, with that play action, he gets, he's a little bit too aggressive. Where he kind of plays run to pass instead of pass the run. And he creeps up towards the launch scrimmage maybe a little bit too early. Um, but I'm going to say this is, I would say this is cover four just because, you know, obviously the, uh, one, the, both the corners are kind of playing with outside leverage here. At least they, they, it turns into outside leverage. He kind of weaves a little bit to make it outside leverage on the top of the screen. Um, but they're expecting that bracket because obviously right. as a, as a safety in a cover four, if there's no number two threat, he doesn't release vertically. You're bracketing that number one threat on that side uh, who releases vertically. And both the safeties here, actually they're, they're biting on that play action, but they're not in position to play a deep route. And Julio Jones on the bottom of the screen here is an animal. He's a freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he, and he beats both of the guys, uh, both Roberts and Jamal Adams here uh, deep because, you know, Adams is uh you know, again, playing the run to the pass. So he's out of position.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: <laughs> so any, any, any thoughts? So is, is that what you you know think it is? You think it's that over-aggressiveness? You know, like I said, play that pass the run. Is that what you see on this player?
1: Well, I think, uh, I think, which one is Adam? One at the bottom, on the bottom hand? Yeah, yeah, right here. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't point him he's out. He's too late, man. He waited. Till- Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Stop. Go back half. Well, right there is good. Right there. When the when the receiver is even with you, the receivers, coach tells, and the quarterbacks coach, <laughs> they consider the defensive back beat.
0: He's when even. Coach, he's leaving.
1: When he's when he's parallel with you, you're considered beat. I think he waited too late to open up and get going, and he may have he may have misjudged Julio's feed wide open. You know. Julio's blazing. You has gone, man. Dude's you, gone.
0: <laughs> He's a he. He really is a just that guy's an absolute freak. It's so it's mm-hmm. so question. So question for you. And this is this is off topic. Just I'm curious. Who do you think would be the hardest receiver in the NFL to cover right now? Do you think it's Antonio Brown, that technician, really explosive out of his routes, or do you think it's like a Julio Jones type of guy who's just a freak of nature who's really well rounded? I'm
1: not trying to say politics. But I think they are both of be tough because uh, you know the explosiveness. explosiveness player out of their route is a really difficult player to judge sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys that have been crisp, 90-degree angle kind of cuts. I mean, that that's, 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 those guys are tough to cover. The guys that got hands like bear claws that can just snap, snap <laughs> the football out of the air yeah. like they got a net or something, man. Those guys, I mean, it's, it's tough. tough, man. Those, those are some great athletes right there. Gotta give them a, give, give them
0: their food. So this and this play, um, I don't know if this is cover six. Maybe it's one of those half. This is a, this is a harder play to judge, for, at least personally for me, because it's it's like a mix of zone and I, I I think it's a mixture of zones here because like yeah, the, you know, Demario Davis is taking a deeper drop, where it kind of looks like you know Tampa two, but at the same time he's not opening up his hips to the, to the to the strength. So it, it's not Tampa two at the same time. Uh Claiborne isn't necessarily I, I think I, I would say this is cover six. I, I could be wrong. Um, but at the same time Adams is on the top of the screen here in that in that deep zone. And I think his leverage is off here where where he's he's kind of looking towards the quarterback. He's playing too far inside. You see him jump towards the inside there. But he's responsible for this deep zone. And yeah. he's he's way too far off on this on this tight end where uh, Smith is under pressure here, if, if you see right here. So he is under pressure. So he's not able to blo- deliver the ball. But this is plays that you notice on film. This isn't something you see in the docs score because the ball wasn't thrown there. But he's he's beat here badly here. If, if Smith is able to throw the ball, he has like three, four, five yards on, on Adams right here. So what do you see from this play?
1: He's staying at the, uh, Adams is staying at the quarterback too long. That's why he's sitting there while the receiver is crossing the goal line. And then he's like, when he brought his eyes back to the receiver – he was already two, three sets in the end zone. He's like, oh, crap. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can't – you got to be a little stingy when you get in the red zone. Red zone to me is 20 yards twenty yards left going in. And uh, when you got a receiver in your area like this guy is in Adams' area, your focus has got to be on getting close to him. Because if it's not on getting close to him, what else – what other responsibility do you have? There's no one else in the next zip code. In the north, south, east, or west direction. Yeah, so you got to get close to him. If they're going to throw it in your area and threaten your responsibility, that's where it's going. So get close to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, way too far inside, like you said. There's that's that's the only threat on that on that you know deep portion of the field there. So play him and then get your eyes inside. You got to play. You got to play the threat. Um, and he just like I said, if 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 the ball is released there, he's he's cooked
1: it's just there's, there's no way I mean, you know, there's no there's nothing else for him to do just go yeah. Ahead and go to him.
0: yeah so uh moving on to the next guy uh we're not gonna really get through all the guys so you know if like i said if you have to jump off a little bit uh, or around five or a little bit after i'll just close out with all the other uh guys i'm gonna blow through their film because obviously you know we want to break down the uh the more known players so let's get through marcus may let's at least get through marcus may here so 25 years old, six foot, two ten, 32 inch arms. Again, some pretty decently really long arms for a guy at, at six foot. Uh, second round pick in 2017. Overall, uh, before I, we get into the film, you know, again, what are your thoughts on his on his rookie year? I
1: thought it was awesome, man. I thought it was awesome. But those 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 young, those young those young safeties are really really good, man. Uh, they got a few things to learn, but I mean, I think they're really really good. Great draft pick. Great great draft.
0: Pick. Yeah, I, I think they're both going to be. Um, you know, pretty pretty special players. At you know, at least in, in my opinion, I, I think I think uh, Adams, just on like you know the athleticism and some of the plays he's making as a 22 year old with his recognition and, and jumping some plays, I think that he uh, has all pro potential. But I think Marcus May can also be a really good player. Maybe not as high of a ceiling as Adams, but you never know. You know, uh, so you know we'll see. But I think I think Marcus May some of the strengths. I think he's an aggressive hitter. I think he matches patterns pretty well. Um, versatility he played everywhere on, on the field too you know he did play more high looks than um, Adams did. and this is you can see the the versatility of them here where you have you have uh, them kind of playing towards the strength of the of the, of the uh, offense and as the offense is motioning their their guys you have you have uh, May coming up or coming or backpedaling to get high and then the motion back again and then Marcus May comes back down again so it's just like very versatile guys. You can use them in so many different ways here. And this is a, a nice play by uh, Marcus May as it's a, another uh, – let's just call it a, what, an inside zone, a tight zone maybe, even though it's kind of weird how this uh, this blocker goes to the outside. So maybe, maybe it's actually a, a bob zone where it's a back-on-backer block. Uh, I was, I, I'll say it's a bob zone. Um, but what do you think from May, or Marcus May, uh, the, the play from him here?
1: It's been a very spot. It's a nice feel. you feel, you feel, that, you feel that, that lane. Great. He came down out of the middle. Great. Uh, they definitely know how to rock and roll his safeties and get, get, get one safety down in the uh, run support box area. And uh, now uh he went low on the back. That was a great play. got him down. Right there. Dead, dead
0: yeah, and then another one I'm, I'm going to bring up of uh, some of his hitting ability, which I know you're going to like. You were, you were a hard hitter uh, when you were playing too, so I know you're going to like to see him line out some dudes. So I'm just going to show some of that some of that aggressiveness. And, and I'm going to show kind of like a uh, more of a banger type play in, in a little bit, but this is something I, I wanted to, like, want to dispel the notion coming out of Florida that people said, oh, he's not willing to put his head in in gang tackles and not really willing to set a tone. You see him coming up on this run. I don't, I, you know, don't know what run it is exactly. Uh, it looks like another zone type of run, but he's really deep. He doesn't have to get involved in this play at all if he doesn't want to. He sees that you know Marshall Lynch is pretty much wrapped up here but still that aggressiveness he's still flying inside and he's trying to deliver a shot to 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 uh Marshall Lynch it's not like a it's not like a crazy impressive play but I I just think that the narrative of he's not willing to put his head into into piles is kind of was false of him coming out of
1: Florida so Yeah yeah I mean uh that kind of dispels that that, that comment right there.
0: Yeah yeah exactly so next next one and this is uh I think this is when he lay. Yeah, this is when he lays out a uh, Jared Cook. I, I love. I love this play here. Um, some guy was like getting um, uh, at me on Twitter. He's like, "Oh, dude, he, he let up a little bit. He was he was going out of bounds. Why do you have to hit him like that? a cheap play? No, he's still in the field of play. and
1: You're yeah, setting the no. tone.
0: He, it, hey, he's slowing down and he's not getting out of bounds yet. He's trying to he's trying to get some more extra yards. I'm going to set the tone and lay you out.
1: So yeah.
0: guess what? He's two. He's two ten. I think Jared Cook is two fifty 250 or two fifty five. So it's a forty. Yeah. 40-pound difference right here, and he's laying him out. So, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'd like this play.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got you to pay the fight. got to play the piper, man. He's staying in bounds. I mean, 87 had – number 87 had the option to step out of bounds if he didn't do it. So, you got to take his hit. You got to take,
0: take his hit, man. Hey, it is what it is. Set the, set the tone when you can do it. Maybe next time he's coming across the middle, he's, he's going to alligator armor because he knows that Marcus May is coming. So, nice physical safety. I think he's pretty good at tracking in the open field. I think he's good at uh, shuffling his feet to adjust his horizontal angle in the open field. I think that's another good thing about him. Uh, he drives through his tackles, which is good. Even though sometimes he doesn't wrap up as much as I'd like to see him. Uh, he drives on route breaks. I think he's a pretty strong player, too. I want to bring up one play of his strength. Try to uh, – let's see. Okay. Oh, this tackle on, on Fournette. And is like they that aggressiveness, too, where he's driving him out of bounds. Uh, another, you know, another nice tackle. He's, he's high here, so it's like a middle of the field close type of look. Not sure exactly what the defense is because it's a run play, so I can't see it develop. Um, but this is we just we but pin and pull or uh, power maybe. Um, but Fournette gets the outside lane here, and again he's putting he's putting his his uh, head across the body, which generates as much power you can from both your shoulder and your lower body. Where if his head was on the backside of him, you're not able to generate it, that all of the power that you possibly can. So he gets low. He wraps him up around the uh, the thighs here, and he's driving him out of bounds, and he finishes the play here. So I, I, I like that aggressiveness.
1: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, 26. <laughs>
0: appreciate you, bro. Yeah, see, so there you go. I, I had to bring up some of the plays of uh, yeah. of the power and the, and the tackling ability and him laying some dudes out because that's that's the way that I like to see the safety position played. That's why um, it's I feel it's my favorite position on the, on the field just because you can cover that athleticism, the smart jump plays um the the power it takes to, to bring down these running backs laying dudes out across the middle it's just such a fun position to, to watch it really is um even though some of the, it's just so uh you know freaking like complex sometimes and this is a play i think this is film study he's on he's on the uh top of this or he's on the, the screen right here i'm circling with my with my mouse and i think he knows that the speed out is coming he's, he's looking at the uh he's looking at the you know the receiver the tight end who's coming into his zone he's running that that a quick out. He's looking at the quarterback who as soon as he he takes a snap, he starts to break out to run um, on that speed out. At least at least that's why I know it to be called as a speed out play. Um, and he undercuts it. So another just a good nice
1: situation where he can he can undercut it. You know why? Because there is no deep route. You don't have to worry about getting deep deep. There is no deep. They don't have any real estate to run a deep route. So you want to defend the goal line. So yes, yeah, you can undercut, you should undercut. If you don't undercut, then you're playing on the backside. All the all the receiver really has to do is just cross cross the goal line, and he can stop right there on the on the white chalk of the goal line. If you catch the ball, that's a touchdown. So setting in front is is the best thing you can do down down in here in the red zone in this particular area in this situation. And that's why he got a sack. I mean, not a sack. That's why he got an interception. Yeah,
0: that's and great
1: the- play, man. Right Shows off
0: some, off some speed, too. I think he actually had some decent um, ranges as well that he, that he showed in, in 2017. Now, moving on to some of his um, weaknesses, at least that I saw, I think that kind of like Adams, he doesn't consistently eat up cushion on tackles or as much cushion as he should. Uh, we saw that in Julio Jones, but he, he gets sucked up a little bit by play action. I think his hips are a little bit tight where he's not able to cut as fast as a guy like Jamal Adams. Uh, I said before he doesn't fully wrap up on on some tackles where he kind of just di- uh, dips that shoulder and trying to lay an, a lay a hard shot, but doesn't wrap up where some guys can bounce uh, off of it. But bring up another play of him, and this is just a young it seems like a young safety type of thing where they're uh, susceptible to getting looked off a little bit. And here, so I think I think I labeled this cover one, but I think it was actually cover. Yeah, so I, I would say this is this is this is cover one. Um,
1: Good man, cover.
0: Yeah, so cover Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, Cover one here, um, and I think he gets looked off because you see you see Kaiser who looks to the right side as he takes the snap, and that makes Marcus May automatically run to that side. But if he's reading this side of the field, which, you know, you're, you're, the, you're the last guy deep, you don't want to get beat deep, so you have to be able to read, you know, the entire field here. Uh, this slot receiver beats – I think it's Lee. I think it's Lee who's just not – he's not good at coverage in my opinion. But uh, he gets looked off here, and if this ball is delivered um, – to the receiver, you know, are you know on target. This is a touchdown that you have to uh, at least nick Marcus May at least a little bit for.
1: Okay, so go back to the very start of the play. Okay, okay. the quarterback. Okay, he's in shotgun. All right, he's in he's in shotgun. Quarterbacks. This is a well known fact, and I don't know. You know, maybe these young guys can. You know, get somebody can talk to them, and get in. You know, give give them this information. And quarterback back straight up. And they're right-handed, they're throwing to their left. Really? Yeah. When they when they turn to their right, when their shoulders turn, well, let me put when I'm when I'm talking I'm I'm, talk, I'm speaking from a defensive perspective. So yeah. when as I'm as as I'm facing the offense, the left is to the bottom of the screen. The right is to the top of the screen. So a right-handed quarterback, when they back straight up from the first three steps, they probably want to throw it to their left. When they when they turn sideways like he was, then they will typically want to throw it to the strong side, the, their front side, the right side. But his initial his initial couple steps when he first got the ball was he back straight out. So and then you got you know the, the missed coverage up there at the top. Uh, that's, that's not good. That's not good.
0: So do you think this is this is Marcus's May follow or are you kind of like do you think that? kind of by the quarterback's uh, body language that he should have been running to where he was.
1: Well, the free safety would, would get, be privy to this information through experience. So yeah. he doesn't have that much experience at it right now at, at the pro level. Um, that's, that's Marcus May covering number two receiver up out.
0: No, so this – so um, I don't know who – I'm not sure. This is Claiborne. I think this This is Buster screen. This is – uh, Lee, this is actually Darren Lee here. So I think it's it's well, probably
1: Darren messed, up. Darren messed up. Darren messed up, but the safety needs to. I mean, because the quarterback's looking to the right, he ain't throwing over there. The dude is covered. Even if he threw a fade, mm-hmm. it, that guy is covered. The interest is, and there's only one receiver over there. He ain't throwing over there. He's throwing to the top because there's he got more options over there, and that's where I would be thinking he'd be going to. However, you got to play it honest. That safety is in the, he's in the middle of the field, and he's trying to figure it out. He doesn't have the experience. He ain't got the experience yet to understand how how your quarterbacks do.
0: Yeah, so like you said, I think it does come with that experience. Uh, and like you said, so once he drops back and looks to the right, you know, maybe Marcus May can check this side of the field real quick. Okay, you know, damn. Uh, Claiborne has great position here. Yeah. Uh, but saying. You check back to the right, maybe if you maybe if you backpedal it, maybe you're weaving a little bit, and you look to that slot, you're like, okay, well, this slot receiver, or I I I think it's actually a running back. I think it's Duke Johnson who beats Lee here. Uh, you gotta see that. So, but like like you said, he's a young player. Um, he's gonna learn that those type of things. But right. moving on, another play where I where I believe he, he was uh he was looked off when he just pulled up in a second. Uh okay, so this is cover three. Let me see. The, uh, would you say this is covered? Yeah, I would. I would say this is covered three, maybe. But you have it, just an extra blitzer, so there's only three zones underneath.
1: Go back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. where are lined up. Go back to the. Uh, careful. There's no tight end at the, at the bottom here, and there's there's a there's a back. So this corner down here has only got one threat. You've got a possible threat by the back coming out, but if he does, that linebacker's covering the back and that back end up blocking. So this corner, he's gotta play him like man. If he doesn't play him like man, what else is he gonna do? There's nobody else yeah. over. <clears throat> so he's gonna play him like man, It could be covered for me. Corner up top is got basically playing zone up there. Uh and he's got one guy in his zone. So he picks him up. The safety though is being looked off of number two up top. He's being yep. looked off, and, and yeah, yeah, he he's favoring the wrong. So he's guessing, man.
0: Yeah,
1: he's see, yeah, recognition so will put you in a better position. If is you that, recognize patterns and you okay. see somebody, you, you know, one of these one of these two guys coming straight up the field vertically, you got to favor. You got to. He's, he's in between them both, too. He's in between, he's in between. Guys. So.
0: It's yeah, so I, I would say, yeah, so I guess I would say it's cover three, but like you said, because there's no number two threat on the side of the field, Claiborne's just gonna kind of play it like man because that's the only threat. So he's just gonna pattern match or play man. Um, but again, you know, uh, Jordan Jenkins, you know, breaks into his, his hook zone or is, you know, hook to hook the flat or hook to curl, wide open and yeah. they. Yeah, the, the tight end runs, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a nod around. You know, you're nodding to the outside, the fake to the outside, and you're breaking back up on kind of like a, like a post almost. It's, I, I'd say it's a nod route. And he's wide. If the, ball, if the ball is a little bit right there, it's a touchdown. But you have Kaiser, who was not the best quarterback last year. Um, this is as open you're going to get the NFL. Um, so I, I would, you know, attack Marcus May for this one as well. But the ball wasn't thrown there, so it's not against his statute and, you know, pro football focus and all this stuff.
1: Once again, look, freeze it right there, freeze it. Once again, you got this corner on the outside at the, at the bottom here. you got the corner on the outside of this receiver who's running inside. He wasn't trying to take away the inside or anything like that. So you're bringing them in towards the safety, and the safety's got a vertical route. That's putting the safety in a terrible bind. He's in a terrible position because he's got to play in between two receivers, and he doesn't have much time to make a decision. Yeah. You really got, and the quarterback's doing a great job of selling selling the, the the uh the guy at the bottom of the screen, which leaves the guy, you know, coming out in between the hatch and the numbers up top wide wide open. That, that's Yeah, it's 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 tough. Um I don't, I don't I don't I don't I don't like I don't like that. I'd rather have my corner <laughs> at the bottom play inside technique. Even if you're playing deep third, just be inside of him and deal with him. If he's the only one that comes out there, then you cover him. You know, yeah. I mean, I played with James Hasty, man. We, we, we James Hasty did a great job of uh, covering guys, even when we were playing, you know, uh, zone coverage. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even worry about James inside. I really did The only time I worried about is they came in the middle, came towards, uh, towards the hash mark. They, they got, they got a little bit of growing they got to do, man. That's, that's a tough situation for that person, man. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: it's, and that's like a great point that people bring up about uh, just in terms of like having better corners really helps the safety. If you know, if you know, you know, Claiborne's locked down on that side of the field with no number two threat, you can really be, play aggressively on the on the strong side of the formation. So it, it, that would help them out a lot there. But like you said, tough play, uh, tough position. Hopefully, you know, they'll grow, um, I, I think, a lot. But another play here, I you see him get beat a little bit by tight ends and in, in, uh, in man coverage here. And he's on the bottom like of the, the screen. Yeah, he's right here on clay. And this is another uh, – just a, just a quick out. Uh, w- almost more like even like a bench route. Um, and he's a, little hop- he's a little hoppy at the line. I think he, fall- he falls for that head fake inside. You see him, you see him jump at that-, at that head fake. And then he's out of position mm-hmm. on, the- on the outside here. Um, so, what do you think about this play as he lets up the touchdown?
1: Well, you look back for the ball. After he, after he stepped inside, he took his little read step, and the guy just broke to the outside. He, 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 he's looking at the receiver, looking at the receiver, close, get to him. Now he's looking at the quarterback. Yep. He, he haven't got there yet, man. Close the gap first, then if you have time. Otherwise, run straight to him and play his hand. When the receiver puts his hands up like this, yep. you get your hand in his hands and and make it make it deflect. I mean, that's the technique that you got
0: to use. Um, that's, that's, again, that's, a, that's like one-on-one type stuff is uh, when you're beat, play through the hands and, and make up the ground on the receiver. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, when you're, when you're beat, you can't look back to the quarterback because it's going to create more separation. And it kind of slows you down, too. When you're running with your head back or your head to the side, you're not going to be able to run as fast as you would if you're just playing through that ball and playing through that receiver. So.
1: And then uh, in, 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 in reality, too, safety don't get that much one-on-one work. You yeah, know, I mean they do. They do work against tight ends. Don't don't get me wrong there, but they need to, they need more one on one work. So you know, I think I think our safety need to uh need to work on those one on one skills. You know, in the off season, and, and you need to get, really get good at. You're gonna play a lot of man. You got to be good at man.
0: Yeah, um, this is another play, and I'm not. I wasn't sure, that, and I wanted to get the closer view so you can see his eyes here because it's the same type of thing. We, we just talked about this where he's responsible for for. Uh, Kelsey just an out and out and up again. And he's not playing that upfield shoulder again, like we talked about with Adams. He looks back at the quarterback before he makes up that ground. Kelsey breaks back vertically and he, he's cooked. So.
1: Yep. There it is.
0: So, he, yeah, he, he had some issues with that. Both their aggressiveness and, and trying to, to jump routes and things like that. They, they have to work on um, a little bit. And then just to, to wrap up uh, the last couple of plays, on um may here i think that he also had some some issues um with poor angles and this was a let me just see uh play 13 here okay so pull it up bad angle all right um so where is he at oh he's on. so he, yeah he's, he's another like middle to field close type of look whether it's uh I, the, both uh, corners over so i think this is cover one again um but as the play, breaks, it's a, it's just a pitch play, and whoever this running back, I think it's Richard. I think his name is Jalen Richard or whatever it is on the on the. Uh... Yeah,
1: geez. this 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 the safety is outside the numbers, dude. The running back is cut back almost, even between the hatch and the numbers now. So now we're waiting on Buster Screen to catch up. Hopefully, Buster can make this play.
0: Yeah, uh, he yeah um he doesn't, but. So and and my thought is here, like okay, well, if this blocker is, is coming towards you, you know, yeah, crap, it's a big play. But be a little bit more conservative here. Maybe maybe backpedal um, and kind of you know stay over top of that block where you could react to either side. But you're basically on this play, you're picking the running back's uh, angle for him. You break outside, he's going to cut inside. You're, if you cut inside, he's going to break outside.
1: Um, the safety should the safety should not be outside that outside of his teammate. He should not be anywhere near the outside of numbers. He go back a little bit. Okay, let it go slow motion. I'll tell you to stop. Keep going. Okay, stop right there. The inside hip mm-hmm. of his teammate, this linebacker that's got a blocker on him, he needs to be running. He needs to run the alley. There's an alleyway. Right in there. He'd be running towards the zero on the fifty yard line. That's that's his pathway to finding that football. If he if he comes on that pathway, he doesn't have to make the tackle. He could. He's in position to. Yeah. But his teammates, the one that there's a there's a white jersey on the outside of the fifty on the outside of that five. Okay. He's running with the running back. He's banking on that safety running that alleyway. So yeah. You know, if, you took, if, 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 if the safety showed color, if he can show his jersey color, then that running back will continue to run towards the outside, which the guy chasing him might have a chance to tackle him, or the guy that's getting blocked on the 40-yard line might have a chance to make a tackle as well. And then the safety would be on the inside. He would be corralled, okay? The safety has to run that that alley. you got to run the alley. You, and then you pin him to the sideline. We make all our plays downhill from the inside towards the outside if you run on the outside who the hell is on the inside there's
0: nobody there yeah that's a great point too because that that uh the defender right here has he doesn't have like necessarily he's not going to tackle him 100 but he's a much better chance of catching up to him uh, on this outside uh you know uh, bottom of the numbers um than he would if he cut back inside so yeah it's uh that's not a smart angle from him there but this is also the second game of the year. Hopefully, like you said, he learned for the most part, he did, he did take some pretty good angles. Um, And then just, just two more plays from him. Uh, Let's, let's see the deep zone awareness that I, I labeled this, this as, and like I said, uh, Eric, when you got to jump off, just, just jump off. um, And then we'll uh, wrap up the rest of the film from some of the secondary, because we got through four players in two hours. It's just that I expected that to happen um with film because it's just so it's interesting to break it down there's so much you can learn from one play um but yeah so j- just jump off whenever you can or wherever you need to and then i'll, I'll wrap it up but uh this has
1: to be the last one,
0: man. okay yeah gotcha so and this is the last play of, of may so it's, so it's good um so he's on the he's right here this is another i would say cover four look um all right See, this is, this is hard, too, because it, this, this number one front on this side is getting covered by Roberts, at least like initially. He's running vertical stem, but he doesn't match that vertical stem, so he it not really cover four. Uh, but he passes it off. At least I know he passes it off to go to the flat or look to the receiver who's breaking into the flat here. Marcus May takes it. Um, but what do you think about how he plays the ball here? Because he doesn't, he's not looking back for the ball, and then the receiver is just able to just you know, pause and just make a catch right in front of his face.
1: Yeah. Just I don't know where his I can't I can't see where his eyes were. Can really can't see where his head was. Yeah. So he's ahead of the receiver, which is a good a good thing. Uh he just his reaction is just late. His reaction is late. And uh, I don't know, I can't tell if receiver caught the ball or is it incomplete. He did he did catch the ball here. Did he really?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Tyreek Hill. So maybe he was respecting a little bit too much deep where it looks like his head is right there, like it's outside, uh, and then it comes back to the ball. But here he's just got to play the ball. So I think that's just like bare, bad judgment of the ball maybe.
1: Yeah, that ball That ball is. has got to be a highly thrown ball. It's, it's coming down almost like a – almost similar to a punt. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you got you to gotta locate the ball on deep balls like that. You got to locate it. Yes, you do. So you got to get a peek in there. And he's in good position. To take a look for the ball because he's ahead of the receiver. But you gotta locate it a little sooner. You gotta get your get your body in position where you can clap the ball down. Or, I mean, he's got to get better at the deep ball. Got to get better at the deep ball. Like that.
0: Yeah. So Eric, we we greatly appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said, defensive rookie of the year, two-time Pro baller coming on to break down film. I learned a lot. Really appreciate it. Like you said, like I said. Anytime you want to jump on, feel free to do whatever you want to do. Open door invitation to come on and do some film breakdown with me. I know you're busy, um, but we appreciate you having you back and we appreciate you taking two hours of your really busy schedule to, uh,
1: well, to jump on. With me, us. this has been a blast, man. I enjoyed this, you know, thoroughly, and uh, you know, look forward to doing some more with you. So uh, we'll be talking soon offline and lining uh, something up.
0: Cool. All right, really appreciate, it, like I said, and uh, I'll get back to breaking down some more film as I do with you know, you know, all the time. So. Like I said, I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. All right, so obviously, big thanks to uh, Eric for joining us. Now we're gonna get to some of the other um, film here. So let's see. Uh, There you go. So if we spent we spent two hours on uh, on four players, it's just we could have spent six hours on one player. But I'm gonna try to wrap up as quickly as I can. Um, I'll go through some of my notes here and talk about some of the lesser guys. I'm gonna bring up lesser or less plays of the lesser-known guys. Buster screen 5'9", 185, 29 years old. Uh, last year of his contract – or this is the last year of his contract for $8.5 million, really quick feet, top-end speed. He has uh, good agility. I'll bring up a play of, of his agility. And, you know, it helps a little bit when somebody is on the, the, uh, on it with you because you can talk and then bring up the play because I do have to look up every single play that I'm bringing up and then share the screen and all this fun stuff. But um, this is some of the athleticism that, that you see from Buster screen here. This is a cover three look, but he's looking towards the, the – uh, he, he's taking his read steps here where he, you know, at first he checks the receiver on the outside, who I think it actually might be a tight end. Uh, at least he looks like a tight end. But so it, that's how you can tell, too, that it's a more of a zone look. But he's taking his, his read steps there. He sees that the quarterback is probably loading up here or uh, is, you know, um, you know kind of hitching towards the receiver. And he, and he breaks towards the ball and gets a, a good pass deflection. So that's some of that, like, stop, start, practice and a little bit of smarts and buster screen there. Um, so, you, so you'd like to see that um, from him. He's also a, a pretty good tackler. I'll bring up two plays of, of his tackling, and obviously something that I've mentioned before that I don't necessarily love Buster Screen's game. But at the same time, in terms of tackling, he is a, uh, a very, very good tackler. And this is a tackle on a, on a swing pass from uh, Philip Rivers here to the receiver. And the receiver, does are the running back, uh, actually, you know, it's Keenan Allen, so it is, it is a receiver, but he's playing running back basically. Uh, on a on a swing route, and he you see Buster screen on the top of the screen here who who jumps over the cut block you can see him extend his arms there, shove the receiver into the ground, jump over him, show some nice bursts, make a tackle on the sideline so he is he is a a um, very very good tackler um, at least in in my opinion actually i think in everybody's opinion anybody who watches football and watches film knows that Buster screen's a, a good tackler, and that 's kind of why. I think it's going to be hard for um, you know, Perry Nickerson to just come in and take over screens and roll like everybody think, thinks he will because uh, Perry Nickerson, while he is athletic and he's willing to stick his head in the run game, he's not the, um, he's not the best tackler. He doesn't have the strength to, to hold up in the run game. Another play of him here. He's actually on the right side at the bottom of the screen here um, in his zone. I believe it was a zone look. And he sees the run play coming. He gets past the receiver's blocker trying to like crack block him here. And a lot of, a lot of uh, corners are not going to see him be this physical here with the – especially the offensive linemen who outweigh him by, you know, 100-plus pounds. What does Buster Screen do? He's, he's on the block or he's, uh, he, you know, he has his hips cleared of Willis need here. Instead of carrying away from it, he sticks his head into the way that the offensive line is flowing, allowing uh, Xavier Cooper to scrape over the top and make this tackle. So he's, he's impressive in, uh, in those ways especially. And then another way – uh, I guess in terms of the weaknesses for him here, I think he's a little bit, I, I'll, I'll cut down some of the film. I think he's a little bit tight and his change of direction at times. Um, on this play, I'm going to bring up in a second. You see a little bit of the tightness in the hips. It's, it's very subtle, but you can see it. Uh, you know, so here, let me pull this up. Um, bottom of screen right here, uh, I believe, let me see what kind of defense uh, This looks, this is like, this is another... Uh, cover three type of uh, type of look. And he's weaving a little bit inside, which basically is weaving instead of dropping back, uh, just dropping back vertically like this. You're going to uh, weave inside a little bit. That's the match. The receiver who breaks uh, inside uh, vertically. So he's threatening inside. So he weaves a little bit here. He's playing a little bit too off for me. And another thing about this play too, is where you want to have your chest over your toes on a back pedal. And it looks like he's almost sitting in a chair here. Uh, You're, you're not, you're not going to be able to cut on a dime like that. You have to have your your weight over your your upper body over your toes there. So he didn't play that good. He pops up a little bit, and you see his feet and his his hips look a little bit clunky there at the top of that break. I don't really not the smoothest in uh not the smoothest hips even for a guy who's really uh, small like that. But um, moving on to another weakness of him that I'll bring up on film. Uh, but let me see here, and this is. Oh, this is, this is probably Buster Screen's biggest problem here is that he opens up his hips way too early um, on most of the routes where me and Eric were talking about it before. I don't like when guys open their hips right away. See him right here, uh, man in the slot. And, again, at the snap one, he's, he's doing that hop-up that me and, talk, are, me and Eric talked about. You don't want that because you're automatically on your, on your heels. You don't have great balance right there. Opens up his hips immediately. You're giving Funchus his routes that he wants. You're letting him release and do what he wants. And then another part about his game that's bad is the fact that you know he's five nine. When you're five nine in a trail position, it's hard to make up and make a play on the ball. As you can see here, he just doesn't have the length to uh, to play the ball and then get up and uh, make the play. So, when he needs a jump here, uh, he doesn't play the ball great in the air a lot of the time. And then I think after this play, he actually celebrated. Which, if you see this play, he's beat. Uh, Funches should make this catch here. Buster Screen hits the ball after he already dropped it. And I think he celebrated on that play. I think I called him Kyle Wilson after that, after that play. Um, moving on to the next corner, Perry Nickerson, 23 years old, six-round pick, uh, six-foot, 180, really light guy, Division two had a uh, play in, in Tulane. He ran a 4-3-2. Um, <clears throat> and one of the things <clears throat> I just talked about with him is that he's willing to get you know, involved in, in the run game, but I'll show it in, in a, maybe a little bit. I, I forget if I have this play. <clears throat> um, but he's just not strong enough necessarily to hold up against you know NFL type of uh, you know NFL sized receivers. You see him on the bottom of the screen here, where you know he uh, he drops back. He's looking towards the inside of the field. Uh, the receiver gets hit on a swing route, and he he's coming up aggressively. He's maintaining his, his outside uh, responsibility, which is good. He sees the the um, the offensive lineman who ends up the, to the right tackle who's breaking on him and trying to get a block. Um instead of carrying away from it, you know, he takes that hard step outside, jukes him out, um, and then gets his head in, in the run game and makes a tackle. So he's good. He's willing to get involved, you know, in the run game. Um, but he's just not big enough uh at times. I think he's really aware in the run game. He's a pretty tough guy, he's pretty fluid, he's pretty loose hips. Um I also think that he plays the ball pretty well in the air, which you heard about him coming out of college. Uh top of the screen here, it's hard to see because they just not the greatest angles that you get uh from plays on YouTube. Um, but you see him, he gets a shuffle. Is it one harm? One, two. So he gets two shuffles in there. So I like to see that he's keeping his hips square. Maybe like to see him squeeze a little bit more towards the sideline. Um, but you, you see him get his hands on the receiver and then he plays through the ball right there. He sticks his arm in and deflects the ball. So I like to see that from um, Nickerson. From moving on to some of the The weaknesses, and I talk about some of his weaknesses with his t step and uh, some of the things he needs to work on. I heard Denard Wilson talking to him about on the sideline, you know, at one of the practices that I was at. But weaknesses, you know, size, length to make up in trail or when a receiver has good position, like we just talked about, bust your screen, strength. um, His size and strength limits limits his squeeze, press uh, ability on the sideline or, you know, even on inward breaking routes. And at the top of routes, his ability to stick with receivers sometimes struggles because of that size and strength. And also some, some technique stuff. Where yeah, right here, he's he's in man on this um, man with inside leverage. On it's probably a cover one look. I can't see the rest of the defense, but um, he's he's on man and he's low, and I like that. But look look at his pad level. Look how high his head pops up there. You want to play low to lower. You don't want to pop up. Uh, he pops up here. He gets his he tries to get his hands on, but he doesn't fight to get his hands on. And, he, and he's just breaking vertically. Where you want to see him play through the receiver. Get his get his hips on him and squeeze him to the sideline. Use that use that sideline as like kind of like a second defender there. But he doesn't do it. the The receiver gets pass interference here. He does push off, but you still see some of that strength. He's not able to really stick with him there. Um, so those are some of the problems we see with him. Um, moving on to to uh, Daryl Roberts. You know another guy, six foot, one eighty, third year with Jets, six or seventh round pick in two thousand fifteen from the Patriots, but didn't play. I think he has pretty quick. Um, Change of direction skills, actually, which I was I was a little bit surprised with when I when I watched him. But I'm going to bring up a, a play of that right now. Some of his change of direction skills. And sorry if I'm buzzing through this pretty quickly, but I wanted to cover the entire secondary. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that with Eric because we talked about you know four players in two hours. Um, but he's he's in the slot right here, and you see him make a nice break on the on, on the uh, on the receivers route here, where he you know he he doesn't get a shuffle in. He opens his hips up immediately, but I like how he gets his hands on. And then he's just matching him here. He sees the receiver drop. He drops his hips a little bit there. And, uh, you know, Roberts then takes his, his step to get that outside and shows some nice fluidity there and, and some nice bursts to, to stick with him here. Uh, so I like that play. He actually gets the pass flexion there. So he is pretty athletic type of player, and, uh, and I like that from, from him. And then another play here. I'm going to, uh, Bram, this is the interception he had versus the, the Buccaneers, and me and Eric talked about this, or Eric and I talked about this. Um, this is another cover, I think this is a cover four, let me say, cover, uh, yeah, I think it's a cover four. Okay, so yeah, cover four, and they run a deep mesh concept. There's a difference between mesh, deep mesh, overs and unders. This is almost an overs look, but because the, the this is the number one threat number uh, and the number two threat—they're both, you know, uh, tighter inside. I'm going to call it deep mesh instead of overs, but regardless, of, you know, picking a hairs there for people who really know about football. We um, see him on top of the screen here—he's cover four. He's matching the the vertical stem of the outside receiver um, on that side of the field, and this is the number one threat. You heard me, and Mar- uh, me and Eric. I keep saying Marcus Coleman. I don't know why. You heard me and Eric talk about number one threat, number two threat, number one threat. You you mark it by threats on each side of the of the formation. So number one threat. He's matching that. I like how he breaks in the ball here. He's playing the upfield shoulder, like we talked about before. You have to play that upfield shoulder. So he he gets on that and then when he sees the ball coming, then he jumps it. He doesn't he doesn't play he doesn't play the uh, shoulder that's closer to the line of scrimmage and then get let the receiver get thrown open. He plays the upfield shoulder, then drives to undercut the route. So I like that play this play. Nice burst, some nice fluidity nice there. You see how quick he's able to break on the ball right there. So I like that from, from Roberts. Um no, that's a good that's a good ability there. And now two more plays of Roberts that show some of his uh his weaknesses. And this is mostly playing the ball in the air, some of the awareness he has in uh coverage that's just not not good. Uh this is why he's a fourth-string guy, fifth-string guy, sixth-string guy, maybe a guy who's not on the team this year. Um, but this receiver. He's playing with outside – he's actually playing with outside leverage on the receiver. Yeah, because he's on the middle of the numbers in the outside. So he's playing with inside leverage and off. Um, and the receiver attacks that inside leverage a little bit, getting him on his heels. So, But he, but he breaks well on the ball here. Maybe that back leg comes up a little bit too high there, but nice T-step. Drives in the ball, which is good. But like I said, the ball is not coming and he's undercutting it. Uh, actually, no, sorry, that's the wrong plan I'm thinking about. So he, he's undercutting it because the ball is coming. But what he needs to do here is attack uh, or aggressively attack the ball. So you see the ball coming, you're, you're playing the ball now. Now you're the receiver. Um, undercut this, jump it, get uh, high point the ball, extend to it. But what he does is he he's playing too. He's playing like kind of soft here. He's not attacking the ball. Um, he's letting the ball come into him where the receiver who plays the ball is able to jump in front of him. So he plays the ball poorly there. You got you got to attack the ball, especially when you have position to. Uh, to intercept intercepted so i didn't like what i saw on that play i think the next play is what i'm going to show of uh, or actually no maybe it's not uh, this is the latimer catch where i say that he struggles a little bit with playing the ball in the air and some of the awareness um here and you and you see it where you know he plays he plays him pretty well for line of scrimmage he keeps his hips square maybe he opens up a little bit too soon he doesn't really get a shuffle maybe like a half shuffle there he gets his hands on which is good and he squeezed him to the sideline, which is good. I like that too. But once you see the receiver looking back towards the ball, you got you to put your hands on and look back towards the ball too or at least check where it is uh, or at least put yourself in position to make a play. And, and Roberts just never even looks back to, the, uh, back to the ball. And Latimer is able to make the catch on this, you know, what you don't want to call a deep fade or a nine where he just gets thrown back shoulder. Um, here's a bad playing coverage there from, from him. Uh, So some of the weaknesses, like I said, awareness and coverage, his technique and discipline at times, he needs to get his hands on more. Uh, He's not that great at playing the ball in the air. Now, Jeremy Clark, another, you know, interesting type of guy, uh, 6'3", 220, 32-inch arms, 24 years old, 6th rounder last year out of Michigan, might have been, you know, a third or fourth round pick without an injury. Um, I'm only going to put up one play of him, but he has really good length and size. Uh, really, he you know, really long arms. I think they're like 33, 34 inches. So it helps him impress in press and in, in, in his ability to get his hands on his hands on receivers. Uh, good ball skills. He has good speed for size. Good tackler. I think his weaknesses. I think he's a little bit tight. I think he bends at his waist in press. I think his change of direction speed is is lacking. Uh, that kind of comes with that height and, and uh, weight. Uh, passive in the running game at times where he'll he'll make a play in the running if he can tackle. But I think he's a little passive trying to get to the ball carrier. And also the fact that he tore his, his ACL in, in 2017, like I said, obviously did not um, help his, his draft stock. But let me just uh, get this play up of um, Clark here, which shows some of those good ball skills and his ability to, to use his, uh, his long arms at the line of scrimmage. Okay. up. Um, all right. And here it is. So he's a bomb of screen, not great quality. Um, like I said, I think he's bending a little bit at the waist there. He's playing like a soft shoot technique where he's not an aggressive type of jam. He gets that outside or that inside arm on the receiver. The receiver kind of chops it away. But I like how, how immediately Clark is then resetting his outside arm and getting uh, his hand on the uh, receiver's chest. And then after that, he's, he gets his eyes inside. So he has that awareness to see if the, if the ball is going there. He's obviously running a quick slant or an in-breaking type of route, a quick slant or a quick in, whatever you want to call it. This is a quick slant. Uh, so then he plays the ball, and this is where he turns into the receiver where he's not going to just play the play the receiver here. He plays through the receiver to the ball and almost gets the, the interception but he actually gets the pass deflection here. So he showed some interesting traits, uh, you know, in college. I'm interested to see what he does this year. Next guy, Rashad Robinson, is a guy uh, – you know, he's, a, he's a guy who's pretty interesting, too. Uh, 6'2", 177, so he's super, super light, 32-inch arms, which is decent length, 23 years old. He's a starter in San Francisco the first five or so games last year that I watched. I think I watched five of his games or six. He suspended for the first four games of the uh, 2018 season because of him eating edibles or having edibles, so uh, there's some questions about that if he's going to make the team because of suspension. There's also some questions about his character and his work ethic, which... Uh, you know, he's obviously going to to hurt him and hurt his stock uh, a little bit. But he actually, watching his film, he actually made some some interesting plays. I actually like his his game uh, a good amount in, in a couple of different ways. So I think he has some talent. But the problem with that talent is is he going to capitalize on that talent if he can stop being you know, a jerk off the field? Um, this he's on the top of the screen here. Like I said, I'm going through it a little bit quicker than I necessarily wanted to. Would like to break it down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it took two hours with, with Eric, so I gotta buzz through this as quick as I can. But off the snap, uh, he's playing off coverage, doesn't get his hands up. Uh, he gets his hand up. He's leaning a little bit there. I don't like that lean. You, you want to bring your feet with you, your hips and your feet with you. Uh, so he's leaning a little bit, so I don't love that. But at the same time, if I play this in full speed, you can see how quick his hips are. Look, out, look at that. that rotation that he, that he takes to, to get to running full speed from basically a stop uh, is, is really impressive. So then He's able to um, you know, play the ball, so I like I like the quickness there. I like the hips. Like I said, you see it really quickly. He's not squeezing the receiver to the sideline like I like to see him um, as hard as you know as hard as he could, where he's really pressing them. But he plays the ball well here, and he gets he gets the passive flexion. This is more of a play to show his hip fluidity, his his uh, top speed, and his uh, his stop-start speed. So uh, nice play from him there in, in certain aspects showing that speed. But like I said, fluid, quick hips, quick feet change direction speed, long arms, explosive explosive acceleration, and stop-start uh, speed, uh, weaknesses, his size against the run, his strength. His He spreads his speed at the line of scrimmage a lot, which me and Eric talked about and why that's bad. Um, he plays on on his heels a lot, which I don't like, and then he doesn't get his hands on as much as I would like to see personally. I think he's on the bottom. He's on the bottom of the screen here. Let me move this little window so I can personally see it. So again, he's he's giving that like type of free release. He's not really doing an aggressive jam. So he's playing a little bit of sh- a soft shoe. But again, he's leaning there. He's not taking his feet with him. So he's, is, is he on balance? Is he balanced there? No, he's not. Um, so he's so because he open and because he opens his hip right there immediately instead of you know shuffling, keeping his hips square and then running with the receiver, and really arcing him out here and pressing him towards the sideline. He doesn't do that. So you're letting the receiver take the stem that he wants. Uh, and the fact that your hands aren't on him and your hips aren't close to him. You're not able to, to, to play the receiver with your hands where it gives you that split, split second to react to him cutting backwards. You're playing off like this with a good, a good receiver and a good quarterback uh, with good timing, which is most receivers and quarterbacks in the NFL. You're not going to be able to make a play. It's just impossible because the receiver knows what he's doing and you don't know what he's doing. So he has that split second advantage of you uh, or advantage on you. So he needs a shuffle here. He needs to squeeze to sign. He needs to get his hands on. You're never going to make a play on a backward breaking route. Uh, when you're playing off like that. So I didn't like that play. So he has some technique uh, things to work on. Moving on to the uh, next guy, um, Justin Burris, you know, six foot two 12 is drafted in what the fourth round two years ago or three years ago. So he's pretty good weight uh, and good and good size. Uh, good. I think he's pretty smooth for his size as well. He has decent burst for his size. Um, and I'll bring up some of these strengths of bursts right now. Just give me a, I like literally thousands, of, of clips on here so i have to sort through all of this stuff to get it up but it's just there's too much film on my computer i think i'm gonna most likely it's gonna, it's, it's gonna break honestly because there's just too much stuff on here um okay like i said and if you're not and if you're not watching on youtube especially these type of episodes i don't i don't i don't get what you're doing um but like i said if you are obviously leave a review i got five five star ratings which i appreciate but Reviews mean um, a you know, you know five star the review. They mean a lot. So if you could do that, subscribe. Go on YouTube. Um, you know, just turn on the Jets. I think it's YouTube.com/slash/to or turn on the Jets TV. If you just go to YouTube, your search bar, type in turn on the Jets. You could find um, my work there. But he's in the top of this. He's on the bottom of the screen here. And again, he starts at the middle, almost to the bottom of the numbers, and he's kind of weaving to the top of the numbers. So that, that that's good. Good weave. He's. See chest over his feet, which is good. It, it gives you the ability to break on the ball quicker. And the, uh, you know, the, I think it's 85. So it's, I don't know if that, I'm not sure if that's a tight end or a receiver, but he breaks outward on the out route. And uh, Burris has some some nice bursts there uh, to play this ball. So the ball doesn't go there, but I like that burst for a guy of his size. Like it's, This is the stuff you see on film. This isn't a passive flexion you see on NFL.com. This is what watching film gets you. It plays that. Are made, but not necessarily made on the ball because the ball just wasn't there. Um, another another play of some of his technique work that I that I like, but he just struggled with a couple of different things I'll go over, um, you know, in a little bit, but this is a play that's just showing him keeping his hips square, which, again, me and Eric talked about and why that's important. Uh, he's on the bottom of the screen here. He's playing heads up, which, you know, heads up, you have inside leverage, you have outside leverage, you have off, you have catch now, which is like two to four, uh, four yards off. There's a bunch of different coverages. There's aggressive press. There's soft shoe. There's strike and get back to balance. There's jump jams. There's foot fire technique at the line of scrimmage. There's so much stuff. There really is. Um, but I, I, I like this here as he's playing, you know, his soft shoe type of coverage. But he's, see how he's keeping his hips square? That's that's good. He's not opening the gate immediately. You know, it opens a little bit right there, but still he's still he's still keeping it. His, his hips pretty square. He's playing through the wide receiver. He gets his hands on the wide receiver, and then he makes it, you know, not a, necessarily the best cut there, but still, makes a decent cut right there and then he uh goes to play play the ball but the ball isn't there so i think uh i I like the fact he kept his hip square there so decent play from him uh from justin Burris right there Uh, moving on to some of the uh weaknesses of him his awareness at times struggles his top end speed uh obviously is, is lacking a little bit just because of his size he doesn't have you know the speed of like a patrick peterson or anything like that um but this is a play bringing up his awareness and right. He's right here at the top of the screen. Yeah. This is, this is a cover three look and in a, in a cover three look when you're bailing out like that, like that, that, that bail shuffle technique. You never want to let a receiver get behind you or a place you can't see him. You want to be playing with outside leverage. You can see the quarterback. You can see the, the wide receiver, but he lets him get behind him here. Um, so he's not playing out, out, out uh, outside far enough. He's almost playing over top of him. You need to play with outside leverage here, which allows the receiver to cut outside uh, Burris loses him for a second and is able to hit uh, whoever this receiver is easily, where Burris is not even really that close. So his awareness and plans, his technique work um, needs, needs some work. Moving on to the last guy, Derek Jones. I wasn't able to find any film of him uh, at, when he played at Mississippi, but some interesting traits. He's been a, a, you know, a camp darling, uh, 6'2", 188. Or no, not Mississippi, actually but at Ole Miss. I think it's somebody else at Mississippi. Um, but I couldn't find anything really. And even the plays is appreciated. The NFL.com is not, wasn't really well organized with uh, kind of having the links to those plays. But speed is obviously one of his strengths. He, he recognizes routes because he played a receiver. He plays the ball pretty well in the air. I think he's pretty pretty fluid. But in terms of weaknesses, uh, awareness, inexperience, technique, that's the stuff I've seen at, at practice I'm not going to report and, and give you um, you know whatever nfl.com said because i don't i don't know because i haven't watched him really on film too much we talked about jamal adams going into safety we talked about marcus may uh going to bring up a couple of plays of the next guy who i think is the third best safety on the roster jj wilcox who played for the uh cowboys for the first couple of years then he went to the bucks and then i think he got traded to the steelers in that off season 27 years old six foot 213 uh he has pretty good um Burst for his size, I, I like I like to see his his burst um, for that size, especially when he's a guy who is going to lay some people out. So he's a he's a pretty well rounded guy. I Talked about that before. Uh, hard hitter, good tackler. I'm going to bring up a play really quick of just him uh, hard hit. I don't really have to even break this down for you. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see him come up from right around out here and lay a shot on this guy running the dig. Uh, so he's a, he's a hard hitter. Uh, really, you know, good fluidity for his size. He's pretty quick to get downhill. Um, first speed run, which I, which I like to see. I think he actually struggles a little more in the run game than in the pass game, which was uh, something I did not expect watching him. Um, but again, here, he's, he's, he's right here and he's going to be quick to come down on this uh, wide, on this tight end screen. So it's good that he he's, one, he's maintaining outside leverage, which he needs to do. And then he's, he's breaking down, but he's breaking down while covering distance to close that cushion. Where if he's to break down here and, it's, and plant there, that's when you see those ankle tackles or missed tackles. But he's planting uh, or he's closing ground while still uh, staying square, so I, I like that he's ta- he's taking out the uh, tight ends' legs right there. So another nice play from him. And then I'm going to show one play of of his range because he's like he's kind of like labeled as like a box type of guy, which I just I, I disagree with uh, wholeheartedly. So moving on to him here, he's right at the top of the screen, and this is just showing some of his where they're showing a, t- a cover two or a cover four shell. today. it's more of a cover two shell because these uh, corners aren't playing, you know, off, but they rotate into a cover one look, uh, and this this uh, I think it's Byron Jones actually gets beat pretty badly here. Just not a good play from him. Uh, but he has some. You see, Wilcox's range to get down quickly on this uh, on this ball where it could have potentially been a touchdown. But you see some of that stop and start quickness and that burst right there to make that tackle. So he has some interesting traits that that I really like. But in terms of some of his weaknesses, I think he's a little bit slow to uh, to diagnose in the run game. I also think he takes some poor angles in the run game, even though he's a hard hitter. He still struggles in some areas in in the um, in the run game as well. Pull up another play of, of this, or pull up another play of him. Uh, let, let's break this. Let's see what happens here. Okay, so yeah, it's so, all. So what's happening here is he's he's taking angle a little bit too far inside where you want to track that up up upfield hip, and you want to track that upfield, um, that upfield hip. Oh, let me see. Yeah, because so the upfield hip, especially when you're running like play like this, you're not gonna really be able to cut off of this foot back inside because it just it, your body mechanics just cannot do that. You're not gonna be able to cut inside like that. Like maybe a jump cut you could, but when your legs like, when your feet are staggered like this, um, you're just not able to do it. So you need to play the upfield hip here because the only way we really gonna be able to cut is to the right um, off of this off this back foot right there. It's like kind of like already like sprung and loaded right there. Uh, so he gets sprung. Obviously, yeah, it's it's belt, but. Uh, he, he ducks head a little bit too soon here. He's not necessarily driving through, and I think he takes a poor angle. So you see some of the poor angles and inconsistent angles that we see um, from him in the run game. You know, I'm one more play of a of a bad angle from him here. Okay. It's like a power. It's like a power run, a little bit different as it's from like two two running back backfield and you have uh, one of the main blockers as a, as a fullback, but still, it's, I, would, I would still call this power. And again, you want to track that upfield hip right here. He's, he's, he's coming too far outside and what happens is it, that usually make that cut and, and, or he's able to make that cut back inside because he's not tracking that upfield hip or he's tracking that upfield hip. He puts his head across his body, makes a tackle, but a uh, bad angle right there. Um, a little bit too hoppy too. You want to see him like leaving his feet like that, but uh, yeah, another bad angle from him there uh like i said sorry if i'm moving a little bit too quick but it is what it is so next thing uh i think he's the, he's he's a good he's good in coverage he's just not a playmaker like he's not gonna make plays like Earl thomas he is right here at the bottom of the um screen and i believe so what happens here is he actually jumps the, he actually jumps the route so i think this is uh i don't know what this is this is like uh Maybe this is this is kind of like a almost like a cover three cloud look um, because this they show cover two or cover four and he kind of and this safety comes down to play more of like a um, hook zone like a buzz defender here um, let's just call it cover three cloud or cover three buzz and, and he's gonna jump this route but he doesn't play the ball correctly in the air and the ball just goes over his head where he needs to to recognize the ball like right here. Ball is thrown, play the ball here. You don't really necessarily play the receiver and he comes up too far uh, up the field and he's not able to make the interception here where, you know, you have to make the pick here. The ball is thrown really right to you. So, um, he's like I said, he misjudges that ball, doesn't make the play that, that he should. So, he's not like a, he's not a ball hawk type of guy. You know, uh, Malik Hooker, who I really liked him out of college or, um, you know, Earl Thomas, who might be on this, the team of, we're looking at right now with the Cowboys. Um Another play here where I think he needs to drive a little bit sooner on the – this is a smash concept high-low read, and he's the receiver on the inside of the, their stack, uh, two-receiver set to the um, boundary side. He breaks out on a, on a corner route. This is his only threat deep on this side of the field. So you have to worry about him. So you start to see this receiver break towards the outside. You've got to plant your foot in there and go. So I, he he waits a little bit too long here, and the, the ball is caught. He makes a tackle here, but uh, he drives too late on the ball there. So he's he's more of like a conservative type of guy. Uh, doesn't make too many plays in um, in coverage. And then there's also another one of him in in the in the man coverage on the goal line against Le'Veon Bell. Who listen, Le'Veon Bell is probably the best running back in the NFL, and in, in terms of what he can do, he could play a receiver. He could legitimately be a, a good receiver in, this, in in the NFL too. So uh, I don't. Like, so he's playing with uh, he's playing with outside leverage here, but I want to see him protect that goal line, uh, play, play that white paint right there. So I don't want to see him backpedal here. So he's playing a, he's he's back playing a little bit too much, uh, and he's not his his feet his base is a little bit too extended here. He's not really going to be able to break in a split like that. So you're not going to be able to break inside or outside there. So you want to you want to keep your um, your thighs and your your shins kind of parallel, and, and you know your your weight over your toes and all that stuff. He doesn't really do that here. Doesn't close that distance, and he gives you know Le'Veon Bell an easy release inside. Where you know maybe on this play too, you want to play with outside or inside leverage, make him beat you on a on a fade or going outside. Now, if he was playing with outside leverage, uh, being J.J. Wilcox and Le'Veon Bell cut inside, that's fine if you're playing a zone look. But this is this is man to man. There's nobody helping him on the inside here. I think this uh, this. Um, you know, this uh, linebacker was kind of—he was playing inside in the zone, but he was more help on the on the slot guy right here. So You see him right there. So he's playing Antonio Brown. they like bracketing Antonio Brown right there. So you see as the ball is snapped, he immediately whips his eyes to Antonio Brown. So he doesn't have help here. So I don't know why he's playing one soft, and I don't know one why he's playing um, with outside leverage. So I didn't like this play here. Uh, I also didn't like his technique in terms of his legs and how spread they are, not playing over his toes, that type of thing. Um. But moving on uh, from him, like I said, slow to die in, in the run game, inconsistent angles, not a playmaker in coverage. His back pedal's a little tight. Feet are a little bit heavy, in my opinion. Not the best in man versus man. Uh, and then the last two guys we're going to be able to break breakdown, Terrence Brooks, who was traded to the Jets in the preseason last year from the Eagles, 5'11", 200 pounds. <clears throat> um, pretty smooth player. I, I liked what I watched from him when I, when I saw him on film for for sure, and I think the Jets actually have a pretty – you know, interesting battle right now. Um, you know, at the, uh, you know, safety spot because they have a couple of good guys, and especially with Doug Milton playing, you know, the backup role to Marcus May right now at the starting defense was was interesting because I just didn't think he he would. I think I thought it'd be Wilcox or Brooks, but you never know what they're what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to get an extended type of look at a guy like Milton to see if he can make the team. So don't look too much into camp, but that that could be what it is. Um. To so play here from uh, from Brooks, showing some of his uh, of how he's smooth. See him right here. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to break down punt plays and, and fake punt plays and what they're called. Um, but you see them signaling that there's going to be some kind of fake here. Uh, the Jets defense. They kind of. I think they know that it's coming, and he's playing man on this on this uh, tight end, who's breaking out on the you know out route, you know kind of corner route, almost sort of flag route, and. He shows some nice fluidity, I think, here to uh, to keep up with this with this tight end. So I like that uh, tracking that, that upfield hip and then kind of cuts back underneath as he sees the ball is thrown. So he's playing upfield there, upfield hip, and then he sees the ball is thrown, and then he makes a play on the ball. He's not playing the receiver anymore. He is the receiver. So nice play from him there on the interception. I'm not going to pretend I know what the play call is there. Uh, the good hips, quick feet, pretty smooth, burst out of a back pedal, aggressive in the run game. I think he has some pretty good speed and range. Um, he's a pretty good athlete uh, I believe, yeah, I have the stats here he ran a 4-4-1 for a safety, which is good 39 inch vertical, 119 inch broad jump, which is which is good, um, another play here they're they, used, they pretty versatile with how they use the safety the Jets were, you see him off the edge here and he just kind of, you know, bend the corner here he, he doesn't necessarily time it but you see some nice bursts from him here, he's a little bit lighter like I said, being 200 pounds, he doesn't have the best strength but um, a nice burst off the line blitzing um, takes the fight to Jay Ajahi. He doesn't just you know absorb the blow and knock it in. He uh, takes the fight to him and then lays a pretty big shot on uh, on collar, which is going to make you think twice when you see Terrence Brooks near the line of scrimmage. So I like that play from weaknesses, inconsistent tackler. He doesn't wrap up and, and take the best angles all the time. He's a little bit light to take on uh, tight ends, whether that be in the route stand at the top of the break in, in the running game, um, or even even just sometimes wrapping up on on running backs or tight ends after they catch the ball. Um, Moving on to the last element that we'll break down film on because uh, Middleton doesn't have too much film at Appalachian say I couldn't really get anything minus highlights. Uh, but Runt has model strength. Um, he's gonna build he's a great downhill tackler. He's he's gonna smack you in the mouth. He's really involved in the run game, he's energetic. He like I said, he really likes to get um, <clears throat> excuse me, involved in that run game, so I like that from him. Like I said, I had to break down a little bit of stuff on him. Um, but you see how aggressive he is on this play here. He's playing, you know, middle field, a close type of look. He's creeping towards the line scrimmage a little bit. That's probably because of the set that they're in. This is a weird-looking set. But you have, uh, what was it, let's say a 12 personnel. Yeah, 12 personnel, so he's kind of probably most likely going to be a run play. And he's not even really in this play. You see that, that the running back is going down. but This just shows his aggressiveness here. Just like kind of just, just jumps into the pile for really, really no reason at all. So he, he really likes to get involved. I like his energy. Uh, obviously really good on special teams. I believe he had seven special teams tackles last year, which was the highest on the team. I'm um, just like to see that. We you all also, you also know that Rontez Miles is a, is a big hitter. And we're going to see that on this play right here. Where he's going to come up in, in the run game. I'm not sure exactly where he's coming from. Um but he's going a light big shot on this running back. So he's, he's a guy who's going to make you think twice about running in the middle or catching the ball in the, in the middle as well he's a big hitter, really likes to get involved. Uh, but his biggest problems, you know, in, in my opinion, are, are the pass game and in everybody's opinion. Um, he, gets, he gets spun sometimes. I, I just don't know really um, what he's doing. This is the last play I believe I'll pull up. I could pull up another one of him getting a little bit spun in coverage, and I don't really even know what he's doing on that play. Um, but this will be, be the last one I, I bring up before I wrap up the show. But uh pull this up. This is a cover four. I believe this is a cover four look right here. Yeah, so <clears throat> cover four. So this outside receiver is not va- match any vertical stem from the outside most receiver, which Claiborne is doing, which, yeah, you never know. At this point, okay, this, this, this tight end could cut outward and this receiver could cut inward, so maybe then Brontes Smells would pick it up if they're playing like a Zorro type of look. Um, but the problem with, with miles here is that he, he's flipping his hips and he doesn't have his, he has no eyes on, on Kelsey who right now is his primary read. He has to, he has to read two to one. Um, and he doesn't do that. He, he he's, he's turning his back to both of his threats, which is never good. Who, who can you see here? They're going to fight and never want to turn your back. to punch punching the face or anything like that. Uh, he does that. And um, Kelsey, you know, runs the corner route, uh, and he gets beat badly here. This is this is on Montez Miles because Claiborne was in the right here, matching that vertical stem, uh, and Miles was responsible for this. So we we see that a lot from Miles. He's a liability in coverage. He really is. Um, he's not the best of that. He's not the best athlete. He's a little bit tight. He's pretty clunk, uh, clunky footwork. He has not that great of range. Um, he's easily faked out by misdirection and play action. I think his tackling form is is. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's okay at times. I actually do have one play of uh, of Doug Middleton I can I can bring up, but just to wrap up with Doug Middleton, um, some of the strength that I that I saw from him, you know, in the season, he's a good hitter. He gets downhill fast, kind of just like Rontez Miles, but it's kind of the same with Rontez Miles. He has some tight hips, low feet, not much speed. He doesn't wrap up, uh, which you like to, you need you need to wrap up obviously in the NFL. He lowers his head a little bit too much, and um, he just wasn't that good in, in, in coverage, really. Uh, so let's pull up the last play of Middleton, just to kind of highlight some of his. Uh, uh, this is this is a this is kind of a hard play. I remember, I remember recording this. He is this is a I would say a cover three, but he's playing a little bit deeper here. But at this point, he's responsible for this. I think it's Julian Edelman, but he's looking back towards the quarterback. He's got to play. he got to play the receiver right here, just stick on him. And obviously, it's hard because. Tom Brady has all the time in the world. The Jets didn't have a pass rush, so he's able to just kind of run around and the receiver's able to just run a crazy route and able to break free. But he doesn't play this the best here. He loses sight of him. He has to keep his eyes on him here, and he just never does. So that's why he's able to get open. So he's a a liability in the pass coverage too. I don't think he's going to make too many plays. I I honestly don't think he's better than Terrence Brooks or um, J.J. Wilcox. I don't know if he's going to make the roster. Maybe he does if they keep five. Maybe they like him more than I think they do. But that's it. Uh, like I said, sorry, I, I blew through like 10 guys in 40 minutes, but it needs to be done. Really appreciate everybody for listening. Like I said, go on YouTube, subscribe. If you're not, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're, you're missing out big time. Uh, Turn on the Jets TV. Or you're going to uh, search Turn on the Jets on the, uh, on the app, and it'll, it'll pop up if you just hit subscribe. And then my, all my shows are going to be in a, in a playlist. So go follow us there. Go on to the um, podcast app. You just literally type in TOJ space film space room. Even if you watch on YouTube, and that's that's how you watch the show, if you can just go onto the podcast app and just leave us a rating and review, uh, because it really does help us. Maybe you can get more guests. Maybe we could get a better background instead of a of a mat behind me. Maybe we could get uh maybe I could start doing two three shows a week. You know you never know where we can break down even more films. So even if you do listen on YouTube, please go to please go to the iTunes and uh, subscribe and rate us and, and really leave a review because it, it does help more than more uh, most people know. So we really appreciate Eric McMillan for jumping on with us next week. We're going to have Marcus Coleman on to break down the receivers and the tight ends and all our techniques and coverages and all this stuff as well. The week after that, we're having former Jet TJ Barnes on, a defensive lineman to break down the front seven with us. And I believe we're going to have another guest for the offensive line and the running backs. So we really appreciate you guys. Like I said, leave that review. We put a shitload of work into the show to be able to break down all this film and, you know timing it up and watching it and, and then filming it and then building to pull it up on the computer and all this stuff so uh appreciate everybody for listening we'll be back uh, next week thank you